these guys or something else. All right. <clears throat> you ready? Yes, sir. All right. Welcome to episode two of the Guys Who Like Movies podcast. I'm your host, Warren. We have here Buck and Aaron Moore. Today, Today's episode, we're going to talk about our top five directors of all time. Uh, this is something that's been very uh, passionate about. Uh, the guys got a whole giant list going on here. <laughs> um, Buck, do you want to start with your uh, favorite director? Or will we down the list? Yeah. Um, so uh, it was very hard for me to name top five. Um, the last, the fifth spot was really, it was mind crunching. You know, I was like, no, this is my favorite. No, I can't. No, no. <laughs> so I try to choose your favorite child, right? <laughs> and... Uh, Yes. Like, say you had like 10 kids, right? Yeah. You're trying to choose your top five favorite kids? Yes. Yeah. And I was like, no, you know, you've got the last <laughs> top five favorite kids. That's okay. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, so getting to that, was, you know, I felt like it was on my own children, like my own flesh and blood, yeah. you know, trying, no, yeah. no, can't throw you in the corner, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you abandoned Kubrick like that. How could you? Oh my uh, God, did he? All right, go ahead. So I kind of knew what, what some of your list was, so I didn't want to overlap with yours. So um, one of mine was Tony Scott. Okay. Um, John McTiernan, nice. Brian De Palma. I went with Ron Howard. Okay. And Paul Ver, Verhoeven, is that how you pronounce Paul it? Paul Verhoeven, yes. Verhoeven. Yeah. Um, so that was my top five. That's not in any order. That's okay. just the, these five directors. Uh-huh. Um, so the ones that didn't make, there's a couple that didn't make the cut, but yeah, these were the, the five. Okay, so we can we can do honorary mentions later. Yeah. Did you want to talk about Tony Scott in particular? Any movies of Tony Scott you like? Yeah, so um, growing up, I watched a lot of his movies, and I and I didn't know that he was a director. Mm-hmm. So I grew up, I love Top Gun, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, the uh, when you're a kid watching airplanes and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So you got these jets, these guys are doing mm-hmm. maneuvers in the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, you excited for the new trailer? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I haven't seen the latest trailer. I want to. Oh, did you um, guys see it? So I watched these movies growing up. Top Gun, Beverly Hills Cop 2, mm-hmm. Days of Thunder, Last Boy Scout. I watched Revenge. So that is with, um, I'll say later, but. So they, he also did Enemy of the State. He did uh, Man on Fire, Domino, Spy Game, Deja Vu, The Taking of Pelham 1, 2, 3. This is the remake. Mm-hmm. And True Romance, uh, Crips and Tide, yeah. The Fan. Um, so he did only, these are just movies that, like top, his top movies that he did. Um, so I watched most of these. So that's got to be on my list with Tony Scott. Um, he worked with really good actors. Um, so I was, I was one of them. Uh, the second one is John McTiernan. Um, Predator, Die Hard, Black Action Hero, Hunt for Red October, Die Hard with a Vengeance, The, ter- the 13th Warrior, Rollerball, and Basic. Okay, very so, cool, very cool. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, like I, I really liked your choices. <clears throat> you know, Tony Scott, may he rest in peace. You know, I still think, you know, Still a little mysterious to me, um, but I really enjoyed. Like, have you ever, ever seen The Hunger by Tony Scott? Just out of curiosity. I uh, no, I'm not. Okay, okay. Well, the cool thing about Tony and Ridley, both of those brothers, is that they took what was called the British commercial uh, aesthetic, which is how they filmed commercials in England, mm. and they used that aesthetic toward how they make movies. It's something we take for granted now, but like that visual look. Because a lot of people have said, like, Michael Bay is really James Cameron plus Tony Scott, essentially. So a lot of that visual aesthetic is uh, that Tony Scott came up with and really is also a part of that. That came from that, coming from that background. So it's kind of cool that you noticed that. That, that, is, that is a very interesting thing. All right, very cool. Aaron, what was your number five? Um, oh, you want me to... Uh, uh, I mean, whatever one you want. It doesn't... Well, I'm a, so I'll just go 
down the list like he did? I guess uh, just say that. I mean, you can do one. You can. Do oh, okay, one. I'll do one. Because Buck just did the. I just did top two. Like I just yeah, think. Oh, you records. did. Oh, you only did two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I do. I do more. <laughs> I do one. Um. So I did mine in order. Okay. And this is like he said. Mm-hmm. This is such a beautiful art form that it's just kind of hard to. Yeah. I'm just narrowing it down to enjoyment. Yeah. Of multiple movies. So, mm-hmm. uh, S- Steven Spielberg is t- is number five for me. Definitely. And it's interesting because I, he doesn't have a top ten movie to me mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. But as far as like replay value and. And filmography. Yeah, filmography yeah. and and um, enjoyment. Yeah. yeah. And and yeah, just like throwing something on, you know, even like if. I'm with my girl or my son or, or you know, mm-hmm. my daughter or whatever. There's movies that I could play that mm-hmm. it, it works, you know. So, uh, I, I, Steven Spielberg, he great writer, great director, um, great producer. He, uh, he picks really good things to produce. Um, well, the, <clears throat> the impact on culture. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. he just, it's not a lot, <laughs> a lot like him. Yeah, it's just, not even movies, like... Call of Duty was just Medal of Honor. That yeah. was a Spielberg thing. Like, yeah. it just goes, you know, the yeah. impact on culture. And just, like you said, uh, going down from even movies to going to things that happen at Disney. If you look at things that... Ready all, Player yeah, One. Yeah, all yeah. that. Yeah, it's just... Excuse me. His impact is, is second to none. I think he might be the most impactful, in my opinion, Probably. as far as how widespread his work touches it touches a lot it goes far beyond most directors like like i said my kids could watch stuff <coughs> goes, yes you know but um yeah because except for saving private ryan right well, oh no so and, no and then he goes another way that's what i like about him too he could go he could go yeah. from Jurassic <coughs> park to a color purple and yes. you know it, it's like that's the same guy yeah <laughs> it's, it's yeah. widespread you know yeah. so. <coughs> Because I know, like Hitchcock said, Spielberg was the first guy who saw film as film. Like every other filmmaker before Spielberg, yeah, they came from like stage and theater and things right. like that. Right. And every movie kind of felt like a little. It was theater with cameras. Right. Where Spielberg understood film, mm-hmm. and you can see there's that big difference. Right. Between now we kind of take it for granted with the music videos and Michael Bay and blah, 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 but that was that was the change was from Spielberg. Right. Because I know when Steven Spielberg, he directed uh, uh, Saving Private Ryan. That was really important to him because that was really close to him. His dad was in World War II. Wow. Um, he, had, he didn't have a good relation with his dad growing up. Okay. And so he did this movie to get a close relationship with his dad. Mm-hmm. And so um, he wanted to get everything right, the detail, the, the bullets, everything right. And he kind of did this in honor of his father. Mm-hmm. That's, that's and so deep. after this movie was done, his dad saw it and they kind of bonded on it. And they mm-hmm. had a better relationship now yeah. than they did growing up. Yeah, because you could, that type of, and you know, not to go on a tangent about it, but thinking about that, using your art form to understand another person's struggle, because mm-hmm. you don't know, I mean, World War Two, like, yeah. he could have came back an asshole. Yeah. I mean, honestly. Uh-huh. It, it, I mean, he probably wouldn't even know, it, but uh-huh. all that stuff that he went through, it's like, yeah. Yeah. you know, uh, so trying to understand him in that way is other, very, yeah. very interesting. And yeah. other people had a uh, kind of, when he, you know, he, he had he adopted kids. He had his kids of his own. The older he got, kind of other people rubbed off on him. You know, his kids. You know, mm-hmm. that's how he and he made uh, Jurassic Park. He made these other movies that kind of, you know, his kids influenced him. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, he, was, he was a great director. Well, I think one of the interesting things is like Spielberg also understands character. He also understands people in a way. 
because his, his films, like, it always talks about the struggle of his, of his marriage. Again, his parents' divorce really affected him, and he really, because E.T.'s about divorce. Yeah, I was about to say, a lot of his yeah. movies run that same mm-hmm. kind of line, right? Mm-hmm. It isn't even something in, if I'm not mistaken, is this some type of storyline of Jaws doing that? Yeah, yeah, Jaws is about yeah. his struggle in his marriage. Yeah, yeah. So that's, because he's trying to, like, be, Sheriff Brody's trying to be a man. There's a, there's a whole, that's, that's the backbone of, of the film, right? And a lot of people they just watch it, they just see all the cool stuff. Yeah, like, oh, and they want, well, they want to make a ripoff movie, and it's not the same thing because mm-hmm. they missed that part. That part, is, right? You know, that's it's, the, it's the boring scene. Well, you but take the boring scene away. It humanizes it. Yeah, it's, but he's humanizing it. But it's like it's like with music. Like there's certain like you know arpeggios or whatever. You go, oh, this is boring. Can we take this out? Mm-hmm. And then you take it away. You're like something's missing. Yeah, and you don't really <laughs> realize it until you take it away. That's what and I love about string sections. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There's just texture and everything else. Yeah. But Spielberg really understands that. Whereas if you're a music video director, if you're a, you know some other, you might not understand, or you might not be in a work environment where that's appreciated. Right. Right. And that can that can do things. You know, commercial directors. It, it, it depends. Mm-hmm. Some some, are, but you're you're less inclined. Whereas Spielberg really really had a grasp on it. Right. Because uh, Spielberg was one of my top five as well, and I just I really, I really enjoy the, the way he works and you know the way his taste in projects, things like that. You know, work not only that he works with John Williams. That's a, that's an underappreciated thing. Well, if you know music, you you know. But yeah, all the 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 uh, scores for these movies are incredible. because Williams really had a whimsical kind of thing. Like I was watching a movie uh, directed by Brian De Palma called The Fury. It was the movie he did after after Carrie's body is cut down, but um, <clears throat> there it was a soundtrack by John Williams. Mm-hmm. But John Williams was just way too happy, and in front of Brian De Palma was like an angry guy. Yeah. And the music was like too. It was weird because I love John Williams, but then the music I'm like, wow, the music really is too happy. Right. Whereas John Williams and Spielberg, it matches up perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's kind of a whimsical thing and Lydian modes and everything else. So even down to like that like E. T. like yeah. he just like yeah. it's flying up yeah. that, that music. It's uh-huh. just it, it it does catch that. It makes it mm-hmm. like a like it, it's like a painting. Like it just mm-hmm. you know But I think when you see something <clears throat> like Stranger Things where they're trying to you can tell there's an E. T. influence yeah. but they don't really to me, I don't think they really I don't know, I haven't seen the but that there's something missing. Yeah, it's it's not a it's like you said. It's the. I mean, it is humanizing, but I mm. guess it's just the new. It's just new age stuff. So I, I, I can't really relate. Mm-hmm. Like, like my my daughter Mackenzie, she mm-hmm. really loves it. She so loves there, music. yeah, okay. but it, it. So there must be something connecting in that okay. area that. Okay. Maybe we we might be a little too mature to see. Uh-huh. But I I mean I usually could see that type of stuff, but in that I, there is something missing. It's it's entertaining, uh-huh. but it's never no, like when somebody dies or something. I'm not like oh my god or like you know like my heart feels away or something like maybe you know, maybe because we've already Tugger. seen I don't yeah, yeah I just I don't know what it is. It's just there's something missing to me. Yeah I don't know I, what, I don't know what it is. I agree. But I don't I don't know but you know if everyone loves it that's. I guess that's that's a good thing. Maybe it's just a matter of taste. But do you like Stranger Things? I actually never seen it. Okay, I mean, uh, it's okay. I, I don't know. I just something about it. It's it's missing something. Well, with me. the '80s feel, I think he'll he'll probably like it. Because he has so. a lot of like a '80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just to me, 
like I don't, I don't know what it is something something about there's something missing in Stranger Things like it maybe might be too it's too clean yes. it's, it might, might it's be too popular. clean I, don't, I you know because and then they go oh if you just say if the kids cuss enough maybe it'll be not posh <laughs> and it's like not, no that's not what it is no. so I think that's one of those interesting things yeah. um, and you don't really realize it until it's kind of like what is missing yeah there was something right in Florida Okay, but uh, no, I, I was, oh, I was okay. talking about Spielberg. Okay, Spielberg's on the list. But um, did you want to talk about more about John McTiernan? He was like my uh, second choice. Mm-hmm. Um, Predator, Die Hard, Last Action mm-hmm. Hero. Um, mm-hmm. He worked with Arnold Schwarzenegger in Last Action Hero and Predator. Um, Bruce Willis in Die Hard. Did he go to jail? Did you hear that know. story? Yeah, yeah. Like I, mean, I don't know much about the director, <laughs> okay. but the movies that he produced or that uh-huh. he put together. Oh man, it's we watch it all the time. I I mean the movies that I see on his list are mm-hmm. mainly action movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, it's uh, shit. I think he got most of his movies on DVD right now. I'm lo- now I'm looking at it. Last Action Hero, Die Hard, Predator, uh, Thirteen Warrior. Seen that? Don't have that. But uh, I don't know much about the guy. One of the things is he does come from a theater background. Again, it's I think it's about caring about the characters. And understanding the character motivations on top of the action beats, on top of all the things, but you know you can just play a video game if you're just gonna, you know what I mean. So I think McTiernan understands that because there's a lot of like underground, like backbone stuff to his movies. So I think that's that's what causes the resonance. You know, when you have Jeremy Iron, Simon says I, I can't, I can't, I can't even do the impression, but um, yeah, there's something really impactful there. So that that really works. I mean, all of his movies that I've seen, mm-hmm. they have pretty good villains. You know, Die with a Vengeance, yes. Jeremy yes. Irons, yes. Die Hard. You had uh, Rickman. Yeah, it's just pissed off British guy. Predator. You have the you yeah. know the alien. Classic. You know, yeah. um, the, I mean, these movies that we just named these these three that we talked about the villains. Mm-hmm. These three movies had great villains. You know, mm-hmm. um, every great movie needs a great villain. That's um, true. I think I think that's what Dwayne Johnson is right now. Yeah, I mean, even Last Action Hero had Charles Dance. Yeah, he's a well-known yeah, yeah. actor. I think I think. Ch- Dwayne Johnson needs an angry British guy yeah. to chew the scenery. To, to be like the direct opposite, like yeah. s- but just as strong. Just having, having yeah. a weird conversation about, you see the butterflies over there. Yeah, I mean. You, they can yeah. kill each other and da-da-da-da-da, but they're so beautiful. Like, this is some weird villain that, monologue. That, that, uh, that's, that's a good assessment, because I never even thought about the fact that he always is the person that's intimidating somebody. He's yeah. never been intimidated. Yeah. I've never seen him scared. He doesn't look fearful in any movie. And when he brings mm-hmm. that out, mm-hmm. when somebody looks like he really is going to give yeah. you know, him a run for his money, yeah. like he always runs up against Vin Diesel like, no, yeah. shut up. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do think that's what I, because I, I thought about Dwayne Johnson going up against villains. So what yeah. kind of person would have, would have Dwayne Johnson? I've actually, you know, there's something to think about. You almost got to go Heath Ledger, like, way out. Just, just it was some either Australian or British or yeah, whatever. Just yeah. some rookie guy, angry guy, just who's got Ooh, an extra like, grind. If it was like a, would it be weird for like Johnny Depp to just go weird and no, because he always does weird things anyways. Well, but I, for him to go like that, my only, him, my only concern he's intimidating is, to but me. when Johnny, when Johnny Depp does a serious movie like that, he always wears the glasses and he always tries to do like the yeah. naked time Johnny Depp or yeah. something like that, right? Even though, can't. <laughs> true, true, true. Can't be, but I just maybe like a like an angry Benedict Cumberbatch or something. Nice, something nice. like a croaky yeah. guy who's just like 
like a drug dealer or some some guy messed up in the head yeah and he just doesn't like Dwayne Johnson or Dwayne Johnson's trying to get him <laughs> or whatever whatever the situation I think that's what because it really isn't a villain in skyscraper or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. that it's you're not, like oh I gotta see this no you know as one of those movies where I bought on DVD because it was on sale for uh, Black Friday like five bucks on Blu-ray I don't remember it just came out <laughs> and it's one of those choices where I probably should have kept it you know because it's one of those you probably just throw in the trash uh, <laughs> You know, you know, you, you know, you got some money, you know, around Christmas time. You're like, hey, these movies are so cheap. I'm just buying, you know, without watching it. Um, <laughs> one of those bad decisions, you know. Yeah. I mean, he was, a, he was a great actor, but that movie, um, no, no cutout villain. Um, mm. that movie's all CGI. Yeah. I mean, yeah. character development was okay. You know, you know, his kids in danger. You know, mm. his wife and stuff mm. like that. Um, mm-hmm. you know, having the one leg because of it being blown off in uh, in a raid. Yeah. Um. I don't know, man. His movies lately is mainly CGI, not very much character well, development. I mean, no, CGI, no, 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 no clear like villain kind of thing, you know. Yeah, the, the CGI isn't a big deal for me, but to me, I think the big like when I think about like Steven Seagal movies where they weren't really good, yeah. or John Claude Van Damme <laughs> movies that weren't really good. They didn't, they didn't really have a villain. They had like some like weird blue collar guy yeah. with like hair and like an Uzi kind yeah. of a thing, but there yeah. wasn't like a. But they weren't as intimidating as the. The actual main character, and I think there's like behind the scenes where the actor, he, Steven Seagal, doesn't want to work with someone who's more talented than him, yes. so the, the uh, talentful oh, like gosh. shrinks. Oh god! So <laughs> they but, don't understand. <clears throat> they could be, they could probably help them. But to make, it, I, I think metaphorically, what what comes to mind, this is totally different and totally well, it's it's metaphorically. Like Kanye did the whole thing where he said that Nicki Minaj's verse on Monster oh, yeah, was so he, amazing. He got intimidated. He was almost going to take it off. But he goes, a, a lesser artist would, would have been intent, taking it off. I wasn't a lesser artist, that kind of thing. Like, yeah. you have to be confident right. in those moments. Right. Where you have to you have to understand the bigger picture. Exactly. It makes your album amazing. Yeah, it still makes yeah. your film amazing. So I think, in, in a weird way, it, it is a confidence issue. Yeah. And Man. that's what. You know, real confidence. What, what were you saying? Speaking of Steven Seagal, mm-hmm. um, we, you know, he, you know, the, no clear-cut villains. Um, like, what's funny was, have you ever seen Alfred Justice? And no, the detective. No. So the villain is an overweight guy, and like a thug in William Forsythe. <laughs> oh, it's a, like, oh, who can oh, William oh. Forsythe thought, really beat up? I thought you were gonna say it's an overweight guy, and it's a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when your main villain is an overweight thug, yeah. he looks like he can't really beat up anyone, well, even I mean, a taller. I like William Forsythe, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Like there, there needs to be some sort of sort of, sort of clash, yeah, going on. Because what he's like a mob. Does he come off like mob bosses? Who William Forsythe? Yeah, on that. No, he was like a like a street punk, you know. Oh, so yeah, that, that, that's off. See, no, like, if no, he no. had like yeah. if he had I mean, people could just send off. Like yeah. if he was like a big dude, just mm-hmm. he he already put in all his work. I mean, now yeah. he got all these young. I mean, like in Hard to Kill, he had like a like a group of thugs he had to take out. You know, with mm-hmm. some. That had some martial art background, you know, yeah, they, right. to take, yeah. you know, to, uh, to get to the senator. Yeah, um, yeah but uh, you, yeah, there's no clear cut. Not just a clear cut villain, but like when I like it when a villain has dynamics. Yeah, like you have like the head boss guy, and then there's like the the like the stronger guy, mm-hmm. but he's like the second in command. Yeah. And they have their own little arguments. Like you watch a movie like Creed, where yeah. you're like, "Why do you got a box? I did this to protect your family because you're gonna go to jail, so you're gonna have to fight." Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, Adonis. Yeah. And you know, right. just those scenes that mm-hmm. are so amazing. Right, right. You know, I think it makes the film so much better. You guys ever seen Creed two yet? Oh I, yeah, I haven't seen. It. I still gotta watch. It's kind of it. like just watching Rocky three. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> right? Because this is this is. I watched this the day before. Uh huh. <laughs> 
basically the whole thing that happened that ended up where I don't work with y'all no more. Oh. Is it? Don't you think Ritu was like Like he's at yeah. the top, you know, he's yeah. the champ, right? Yeah. He gets taken off, right? And he just tries to get back on top, right? Yeah. And the guy he loses again ends up being your, you know, uh, yeah. Drago's son, you know? Like, yep. oh, come on, man. What, what kind of cliche is that, you know? Mm-hmm. But it was good, though. Yeah, I mean, he was put, yeah, yeah. But, I, I was I mean, he doesn't shocked. take the genius to know what was going to happen in the movie, you know? Mm-hmm. I was, I was, I was like, I kind of got like emotionally attached. It was good. It, it, it is a good movie. It, yeah, it's good. It's good I in mean, that way. It, it'll tug you a little bit. You need really a kid it. watching, knowing what's gonna happen. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. cool okay. Cool. Yeah. So, but that, I think that's one of the things is just under knowing, but knowing all the little hidden things. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the hidden things, you you don't notice them until they're gone. Right. So they're not really hidden things. Right. You know, and I think that's important in life, just in general in life, because even Steve Jobs talks about. Oh, there's all the little hidden things that make Apple what it is. When you see all that go away, they go, "Why the hell does everything suck now?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's that's what it is. Um, with my top five, I'm going to start with James Cameron. James Cameron. <clears throat> well, uh, after Spielberg, because I think James Cameron would be, because he's the writer, he's the director, right? He's also like the perfectionist. The he's visionary. Kinda, he's yeah, visionary. he's kind of what you want to go to without being the the asshole part. Yeah. And yeah. that's kind of the, that's always been the struggle. Right. Is trying to like do you know, achieve all the things you want without being a scumbag. Well, it's not so much a scumbag, he's just he's a perfectionist. He has great attention to detail. But not only that, when I deal with certain people and they're annoying and I'm like, you know what, you're not James Cameron. I don't want to do it. Yeah. Like like the attitude needs to match the talent. And I think that's what James Cameron does. Yeah, we're, we're going to do 100 takes. I'm James Cameron. <laughs> I mean, he also works with great actors, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys know in Terminator, before Arnold Schwarzenegger, you guys know who was, who was going to play that role? Who was going to play uh, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah. yeah, the Terminator? No, I didn't know. O.J. Simpson. Yeah. They had a poster and everything out of him. Yeah. What? And then comes yeah. in Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. They thought O.J. Simpson was too nice of a yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, like, a handful of years later. Nice. This isn't going to work. And a handful later, you know, he's, he's uh, one of the you know what? Right, you, know? you know what? Reasonable. No, not guilty. Not guilty. <laughs> Reasonable doubt. We Love doesn't laws. fit. We have laws in this country. Reasonable. Oh, so. I got to tell you that story. What? <laughs> So the, the printer, <laughs> uh oh, the printer, the printer runs out of toner. Yeah. So Buck over here goes, oh, it's like uh, isotoners. <laughs> you, you are sick. You are sick. <laughs> but look, I don't know what that means. Bobby just said it. Yeah, so that's OJ. <laughs> you know well, that well, I, I, I like, wait, what is he talking about? I, I wait, had no idea oh what Isotone was. Oh my god. The <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Kanye West song is stronger, you know the lyrics? Uh, I was listening to the song, I had no idea what Isotone was. Oh. So I Googled it up, and I'm like, yes, yeah, so OJ had Isotoners. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> you are sick. <laughs> I love you. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, but I yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I have, to, I have to go deal with this. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> oh man. No, that's uh, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. So what were we saying about James Cameron? Uh, yeah, James Cameron. Uh, O.J. Simpson. That was the uh, yeah. So you know, he so James Cameron picked him first. He wanted yeah. O.J. to be the T-800. Okay. Because <clears throat> originally Arnold was supposed to be Kyle Reese, but it just it wasn't working. And they're like, you know what? Why don't we just have Arnold do it? And it just makes more sense because he's a robot. It's like, can I please be with Gansan? <laughs> yeah, Can I please? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was a great switch. Yes, that was a great. Yes, switch. that was that was like casting uh-huh. was everything. Yeah, I mean, when you look at the uh, yeah. 
that movie and the uh, who was supposed to play the actors. Yeah. I mean, these these are people that were at the end of the list, you know. Yeah. That other actors who were big turned down, you know, like uh, yeah. Lyndall Hamilton wasn't supposed to play that character. She must have been what fifteenth or twentieth down the line. But it's, it's weird. It always like, works out that Because if you're a filmmaker, like not only that, if you're writing a script and you have an actor in mind and the actor doesn't want it and you get all depressed, but then somebody else comes along, yeah, that's just something you can't plan. Yeah. Because in the next movie, you might get your first choice. Right. And your first choice, the movie sucks. Yeah. And that's that's a weird thing. You can't. There's nothing you can do to. It's just yeah, almost fate at that point. Yeah, it's completely fate, man. In a weird way, you know. Just yeah, he teams up with again in uh, True Lies. Yes, yes. So uh, and then uh, what? Uh, so James Cameron did. Uh, what's another another one of your favorites that you like? Oh, I know. Buck love Titanic. Titanic. Oh no! <laughs> no, you're a big Titanic guy. I, I'd, I'd really, I'd no, I, I watched it. Yeah, I'm um, not a, not a fan. Uh, I'm uh, not a lie. Me neither. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it till the end. A three hour love story and then it, a lot, a lot of talking. Yeah, yeah. a lot of talking. Oh, <laughs> the car scene and the, uh, yeah, no, no way, man. No, but that that crash scene is amazing still to me. Yeah, I love it. My question is, would that movie be as popular now? Because part of me wonders if the nude no. scene was well, like the idea of having a PG thirteen movie with like a nude scene. That that was PG thirteen. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I never even checked. It, it. maybe that's was crazy. a partial. Yeah. Time. <laughs> it was maybe a partial. That's, that's what I'm wondering. How much of that was helped gear the success of the film? Because oh, that was before well, that's everything. everything. That's yeah. everything because that. Everybody think they could take their kid to see it. Because this was what nineteen ninety seven. As soon as yeah nineteen ninety seven ninety eight something like that. As soon as you put a rated R stamp on that thing, it cuts down. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have to have at least the age of seventeen yeah. Yeah, or yeah, have yeah. them yeah. with you. That's just that was just something you know. I think certain films really work in certain eras, and I think Titanic is a slice of late nineties era. Oh yeah, that's. And I don't think that could ever come back ever again. No, it, you, it, it, it would it would have to be cut down half. Well, not half the time, but two hours. But it tapped. I don't know. It just everybody was feeling a certain way back then, and it just some some movies are like that. You ever like? Well, there was it was. You gotta remember that was like a catchphrase era too. So yeah. all like that King of the World and all yeah, that. Yeah, other, like yeah. that was big. You know, yeah. everybody walked out wanting to do that on the boat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It would be so, kind of yeah. funny if they uh, end up realizing that uh, you know even the company that rates the movies. Yeah, the motion picture. Uh, what's what's the, the yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So you know, I they write you down tomatoes for a yeah, second. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking. No, 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 no. You know, they give the rating, right? You know, they write yeah. down every how many times they say a curse word, how mm. many times of this, that, whatever, right? Right. So all these people that rate these movies, you don't. No one knows their names. You know. Yeah, yeah they And it's like secret right. how they, you know, they go, they go to lunch and everything, and you're not supposed to know what they are, right? They're like, mm. it's like a secret agent, you know, like your next door neighbor could be mm. an agent or a spy or something, right? Right. Yeah. So we, uh, I thought it'd be kind of funny if. Uh, um, you know, slip them something on the table with some money wise. Hey, can you please make this PG thirteen, huh? Instead of borderline rated R. It's kind of it's kind of hard to. Uh, God, there's a lot of sexual nudity for this PG thirteen. Or like movie. the go, you know, like the uh, the yes. one who was rating the movie goes out and calls up. Hey, James Cameron. Um, this is gonna be hard to let you know, but uh, if you slip some money to my door, you know, I'll help make it a PG thirteen. That's a that's a movie, man. <laughs> that's a that'd be a good movie. <laughs> like, a movie what is idea? The, what's the world of like the guys that rate the movie? No, I, think I mean there is, is there is a documentary. Yeah, you know there's that? a documentary. I saw it on IFC. Yes. Um, so that's I why know. I brought this up. Oh, okay. It'd be kind of funny yes. that you know slip the money yeah. to the door kind of thing. Well, I, I know bigger studios have, have more leniency than the the other ones. Yeah, but uh, Buck, if you want to do your next uh, pick, I came out left field. I I okay. was going through the list of directors. Uh, I came across Ron Howard because okay. you know I put him in right last night yeah. or whatever the night before. Yeah. yeah. 
Shout out his list of movies. I saw most of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so everyone knows him as the actor turned uh, director, right? You know, Andy Griffith show, mm-hmm. little Opie Taylor. Yeah. Goes on a Happy Day. Sunday, Monday, Happy Day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, did his own movies and stuff mm-hmm. and became a director. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he kind of first started directing movies he was actually in, kind of like a Clint Eastwood thing. You know, mm-hmm. he, when Clint Eastwood was mm-hmm. the, the main yeah. actor and turned, then now he's a director. So uh, Ron Howard was going through this list, right? Night Shift. Guys, you ever seen that? Is that the one about like a morgue in a whorehouse or something? You're close. So basically, <laughs> I mean, that's something up right there. So basically, what you have is uh, Mr. B- yeah, Batman, right? You know, from the Tim Burton movies, you have the Michael, Michael Keaton, Keaton, Batman. So yeah. basically, yeah, the so you have now, Michael yeah. Keaton, right? And then you have um, the guy who was in Happy Days as you know the Fonz, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And, and so the Fonz Henry Winkler, right? Yeah. He becomes he, you know he's in charge of the stiffs at the morgue, right? Yeah. So his best friend. Uh, 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 Michael Keaton, right? They go ahead and put together a, like, he becomes a pimp. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, Henry Winkler and helps out these women, right? And so the main pimp, or the main uh, um, high-end escort is uh, uh, Shelley Long from the show Cheers. Mm-hmm. And so that's a great movie. If you guys like comedies, whatever, came across that accidentally when I was younger. He did Splash. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you have um, Tom Hanks. You have... Uh, 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 what's his name from Great Outdoors and John Candy? Uh, John Candy. You have um, the mermaid played by. Uh, I forgot who played the mermaid. Oh, I forget his name. Uh, I her name. Her name's on top of my tongue. Okay, these other movies: Gun Ho, Michael Keaton. Also, I mean, you can't go wrong with Michael Keaton as an right. actor. Right. So Gun Ho is basically we have um, uh, American engineering, you know, with cars and stuff, right? The Japanese want to come in and take over, right? Yeah. So basically, the Japanese take over this plant. They want to do it their way, right? You yeah. know, it's, you live and die for the company, right? right. No, no time for yourself. You know, things escalate, you know, back and forth, Americans, Japanese way to kind of, you know, fix things out to do it both their ways. But it's, it's really good. So then you have uh, Backdraft. Mm-hmm. I didn't know, I had no idea he directed Backdraft. I thought Ron Howard's more of like a um, family kind of movie, mm-hmm. stuff kids and parents can watch. So Backdraft is, um, it's actually a firefighter movie. You have yeah. William Baldwin, yeah. Kurt Russell, you even have um, Robert De Niro in there. Mm-hmm. You know, you have uh, Ian Glenn. Um, I don't want to talk about the movie, but basically this director, Ron Howard, great movie, Four and Away. Tom Hanks and his wife, uh, Nicole Kidman, in that movie. You have Paul 13, I think we all know what that is about. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom, no, no, Tom Hanks is in a lot of Ron Howard movies. So you have uh, Ed TV, Matthew McConaughey, they follow him around 24-7. Mark loves Ed TV. I mean, <laughs> I even have that on DVD, yes. I didn't know I even directed it. I thought maybe it was Rob Reiner from because he was the actor. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you okay. got uh, The Grinch Will Soul Christmas. Mm-hmm. Kid movie, Beautiful Minds, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Russell Crowe, that's a great movie, Sob Story, I probably think I probably cried mm-hmm. in that movie. Mm-hmm. Cinderella Man, Russell Crowe, mm-hmm. cried in that movie, that was, mm-hmm. that was great, mm-hmm. you know, um, great movie, uh, a guy who comes from nothing, at the, you know, um, pro, uh, the, uh, uh, we call it, uh, Prohibition? No, 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 then we lose everything, recession, recession. Yeah, the recession, yeah, the recession back in yeah, the depression, right. yeah. Oh, yeah, oh man, um, the Da Vinci Code, um, <laughs> he did the movie Rush. Uh, and then he, one of his last movies that kind of bombed was in the heart of the sea, you know. Uh, oh, the movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but okay. Uh, That's okay. yeah, I mean, Ron Howard, great director, mm-hmm. uh, good storytelling, great actors, attention to detail. He makes movies that you want to, you appreciate, you know. That, yeah. um, later on in his years, he did movies you appreciate. Well, he's a good, he's a good working director. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's I mean, also he, done like masterclass. I mean, I don't like think that. anyone hates him. I think he's a very well liked person. Yeah. Um, takes. Takes, uh, um, he's really dedicated, dedicated to his craft. Um, he, yeah, 
So uh, I picked Ron Howard. You know, um, a lot of people have seen his movies. Mm-hmm. Makes made a lot of money. Won some Oscars. I was nominated. I believe he won for Cinderella Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beautiful Mind. I think was up there. But I picked him. Nice. Nice. Very cool. Good list. Good list. All right. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, for number four, Martin Scorsese. Yeah. Uh, cool. I love this dude. Mm-hmm. He's. Um, I got introduced by uh, a friend of mine when I was real young, <laughs> mm-hmm. and just to let you know, my childhood was like, because I looked at Goodfellas like real young, <laughs> and, and Goodfellas yeah. is, after doing a lot of research, is very close to accurate to mm-hmm. what was going on to the end of mob movies, yeah. and the actual main character was that, that actually, he actually did flip on everybody and ended up going into witness protections and he ended up messing up a lot of those witness yeah. protection programs because yeah. he kept getting into trouble. Yeah. And uh, he ended up dying like, I think a couple years ago. He did, yeah. Yeah, um, <clears throat> but uh, movies like Goodfellas, The Departed, uh, Wolf of Wall Street, I, it, I think it's amazing. Uh, I've probably seen Goodfellas more than any other movie I can think of. Oh yeah, it's, it's super like, easy to watch over and over and over. And, um, um, What's my guy? Um, 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 um. Leonardo DiCaprio? No, no, no. No, on, on uh, Goodfellas. Uh, oh. No, uh, really? I know what you're talking about. Uh, Pesci. Yeah, Joe Pesci. Oh, uh, oh my God. Yeah. Amazing actor. Yeah. Amazing actor. Yeah. I'm mad that I even slipped on his name. He's so great. And it just, and his, his history is, is rich too. He's with the Jersey Boys and all that stuff. You mm-hmm. know, he has, he has a lot of ties to them. Like in real life. Well, yeah, he's got albums out yeah. where he does things like that. Yeah, yeah he's all. And then like his range to even. I mean, of course, it was what kind of typecast it to be the bad guy and like Home Alone and stuff like that. But, but, it's, but it still it's still hilarious. Was like, yeah. do, do you know that the person who gives Joe Pesci the Oscar is the woman who plays the pigeon lady in Home Alone Two? No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is so. That's so weird. <laughs> That's so weird. That's man. one of those like amazing little things. You're yeah. Like, how does that happen in yeah. life? Like that's you can't even write that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Joe Joe Pesci. Oh my! Everything in he Casino, that he he played his ass off. Well, that. I think I think without Scorsese, there wouldn't be like a Tarantino. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. A big part of Tarantino would be missing. Yeah. Yeah. Like stuff like Main Street. Just the way stuff. the way he takes music. Yeah. And he sets it. I mean, one of the. Big things that's kind of simulated between Martin Cor- Martin Scorsese and um, Quentin Tarantino, because you know Quentin Tarantino likes an actor, he has him in a lot of his movies, right? So yeah. say with Scorsese, I look, yeah. look at your list right now. Yeah, Aviator, <clears throat> Gangs of New York. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, well, Wolf of Wall Street. He has famous. The, yeah. He's famous for De Niro and DiCaprio. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Yeah, that's DiCaprio, his yeah. Wolf of Wall Street, Gangs of yeah. New York, and Aviator. Yeah, you know when there's a good time, good actor, right? You want yeah. him in a lot of your movies. Exactly. That's what. Cause so Stacey will do, and, and, yeah, uh, and um, so with uh, Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, Quentin, they like to keep the same. Like, they but like there's there's even a, a famous story when they were doing Raiders of the Lost Ark, yeah. and someone recommended Harrison Ford. Yeah. George Lucas is like, what? I don't want to be like De Niro and Scorsese. <laughs> but that was a whole thing. Yeah. Because I know Indiana Jones is supposed to be Magnum mm-hmm. PI. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Tom Selleck. Yeah. But he couldn't get out of that contract. Mm-hmm. Cause, right, because you only can do the movies. Yeah, you can only do it in the summer, right? Because when you're shooting yeah. TV show, you only have a short, short mm-hmm. amount of time to do short your movie. Window. But there's so many accidents that made Raiders of the Lost Ark what it was. Yeah, like when he just decides to shoot the guy. That was all that is improvised. You can't. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when filmmaking becomes too easy, that's yeah, that you lose a lot of creative. Yeah, yeah. Because when you see Harrison Ford, you know him as you know in Star Wars, mm-hmm. as Han Solo, yeah, and mm-hmm. as Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones yeah. I mean. 
those are two big roles that yeah. he'll never he'll never yeah, work he, again in his life. Yeah, so. you can't really. It's, it's hard to kind of even but take like him away from those. Yeah. I like the fact that Harrison Ford's wife is like, "What is he, what is a Millennium Falcon?" And he's like, "Yes, <laughs> you're my wife. That's what I want." <laughs> I mean, oh man, that kind of remind me of like way. This is way off, but like uh, the two live crew. Yeah, Uncle Luke. Like yeah. Uncle Luke's wife had no idea, <laughs> no idea. Of any of the music <laughs> and then when she found out it's like oh, oh my god, god. <laughs> like the, the, all that rum shaking you, that's you like, like super super and she's so conservative and he's like wild as hell so I think it's that you know that so like, like they never had the party or anything like there's no indication well, that that was him I think he met her a little later okay so he he was a little calmer but I don't think it was when he was saying, like, when he uh-huh. initially met her, she was like, who are you? Okay. Because here's the thing. I was watching, it was like at one of those, remember when Fox in the 90s, they would do when animals attack and da 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 Yeah. Like, they had one called Banned for Television 3, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it opens up, and the narrator is doing a very scary voice. Yeah. Like, it opens up, like, a woman gets her leg chopped off by a shark off the coast of Chile, and the woman is getting her arm bitten off by a shark, right? <laughs> and the next segment after it is two live crew. <laughs> and now these guys on Two Live Crew are getting their dicks sucked on stage. Yeah, he's yeah. Doing, but he's doing it in the Two Live Crew. This is this is bad. It's crazy. Like, they, yeah, that type of shit. It was regular, dude. Like, yeah, I heard that they used to like shit. They would. Well, you know, I've, shot, I've like, seen script, the video. Ups, like completely yeah. close the doors. <laughs> Nobody get in here. It's about to be an orgy type. But thing. I didn't understand <clears throat> Two Live Crew until I watched Painting Game, and then everything. Oh, this is yeah. how Florida is. Yeah. Okay, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's weird coming from where from. Yeah, that, that doesn't it doesn't even match mm-hmm. the music doesn't match this area mm-hmm. unless you just go somewhere completely mm-hmm. like super raunchy. But it's yeah. not Miami. It's that's like outside, mm-hmm. like just walking on the beach. Mm-hmm. That that music would work. Because we've always we've had that conversation, right? Like, can you imagine two live crew watching Full Metal Jacket Hell. building up to the? <laughs> I know, right? Right. And just, like, just yeah, thinking, oh, hold on, we gotta sample this. <laughs> yeah, that is weird. That's so weird. Because man. right before is when Gomer Pyle shoots yeah. himself. Yeah. So what was that conversation they just, like? They were just sitting there. High, they were just they just, were just <laughs> making fun of Gomer. Oh, are you gonna shoot himself? And then one of the DJs was like, Oh, you know what? I'll just loop that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is it. This is the song. You so one. <laughs> but yeah. Um, um, back Scorsese. To, yeah, back, <laughs> back to Scorsese. Scorsese. Um, I, I thought it was. I, I'm one of the people. A lot of people that I've meet, they don't like gangs in New York. I love it. Yeah. I love. I like. I love how it just makes me look at even that the landscape different. Yeah. Me. You know, like the whole entire the way he laid it out, mm-hmm. the way that gangs were, the way people perceived Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just the, 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 the whole story. Yeah, because yeah. it, it was more than just a storyline. Yeah. It was the world. It was I, the world, yes. You know, like the title makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. It, it, it works so well. It's one of the, my it, favorites on this list. I bet a lot of people came to see Cameron Diaz and Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio get it on, right? Oh, yeah, they had to. <laughs> <laughs> they had to. Come I mean, on. come on, man. Yeah. Cameron, Cameron, Cameron Diaz back then, oh my God. Yeah. She was fine. All right. <laughs> <laughs> But you well, you got Casino on your list right there. Yeah, Casino is amazing. Casino is uh, amazing. I love the Aviator. I'm one of the few people that like that movie a lot. I love the Aviator. He has like some that I people he, feel did like he win for the Aviator. He won something, or yeah, was it Leonardo DiCaprio? Did he win? I thought he got nominated at the very end. Okay, okay. Like it's I'm just going based on people that I watch stuff with, so right, I right. can't really. I'm not speaking for in general, but like 
Usually I'll be sitting there mm-hmm. watching something by myself. And these are some of the movies I like when I watch I know the, the first Martin Scorsese film I saw was Casino. Yeah. I must have been like five young when I saw that movie. Five years old watching Casino. I'm being serious. <laughs> I'm like seeing these guys getting buried alive and getting hit with baseball bats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Mom, what kind of movie is this? <laughs> so Close boring, your eyes, bug nut. Don't but even that, that shows like the landscape of what uh, yeah. Vegas was yes. and what Vegas turned into. Yes. It's just like, he does a good job of painting the picture of mm-hmm. what was and what is mm-hmm. now. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even with Wolf of Wall Street. I mean, how with, that was and how that just... But not only that, like, it's one of those things where he taps into what the time was emotionally. Yeah. Because I actually, you can actually see what the De Niro character in Casino was like. Mm-hmm. Like, they actually have his goofy yeah. show on YouTube <laughs> and it doesn't look like that. Like, oh, what is what is this? Right. right. Look at this list right here. Wolf of Wall Street, Casino, uh, Gangs of New York. These movies have like a women who kind of disrupt what the men are doing. Mm-hmm. Casino, right? You have, um, what was yeah, the wife's yeah. name? Uh, that was From Basic Sharon Instinct. Stone. Sharon Stone, yeah, right? Yeah. She gets in the middle of it. Gangs of New York, you have Cameron Diaz, mm-hmm. right? Wolf of Wall Street, you have that Margot Robbie, right? Mm-hmm. So it kind of destroys the balance of what's going on, right? Well, even at Goodfellas, he had a little, his, his wife, no, 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 no. Karen! Yeah, she was, she was just wild. She was just wild. But she was cool. Flushing all she the flushed money. all the money. Oh, oh, my God. I mean, that was all the money you had, Karen. Why would you do that? Yeah, oh, man. That hurt I mean, my he has a lot of dy- Yeah, he has a lot of dynamics going in this movie. A lot of stuff fit together. A lot of people love his movies. Mm-hmm. Very well nominated director. Yeah, yeah, I love him. So that's that's my number four. I, I'm, I'm actually going in order because I, I, it, was, it was hard to do, but I do have, yeah, add okay. to it. Very cool, very cool. So my next one was uh, John Carpenter. I really enjoy him. I think as an auteur, I think he is probably the best one. To me, every director on my list is an archetype. Right. Like Spielberg to me is like the dreamer. Right. And James Cameron is like the workaholic. Right. Whereas John Carpenter is the auteur. Like he is the creative visionary guy, like the writing, Mm -hmm. the directing, all that. Because so much of his stuff like his, he's sort of the core of independent like horror filmmaking back in the day. Yeah. <clears throat> and if you're somebody who wants to be a writer and a director, I think that's someone you look up to. Okay. Because isn't like James Cameron spending like ten years on Avatar two? <laughs> he's doing <laughs> Avatar two, three, and four. So I don't know what he's. You're trying to do like a Peter Jackson, right? But instead of Peter Jackson doing a couple years. But, yeah, but here's the thing: when you're Peter, he's only like, like, like ten years, right? Peter Jackson didn't write the Lord of the Rings. Right, he was right. Still burnt out. Like, what is? I don't even know what James Cameron's doing. Yeah, but because <clears throat> with John Carpenter, not only that, he does all these different tones of films. Yeah. He does something like Assault on Precinct 13, which is like a crime thriller kind of thing. Yeah. He yeah. did the original Halloween. Right. He does, you know, The Thing, which is like the biggest film. To me, it goes Alien, Predator, The Thing. That's the yeah. trilogy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just a lot of things that people look up to, He's he fits that criteria cool. as a filmmaker, as a visionary. And I think that, because... I think David Mamet did a whole thing. When you write a screenplay and people write it, read it out to you, all the self-loathing, it just goes on screen. So mm-hmm. to deal with that constantly mm-hmm. is very, very difficult. And I think John, John Carpenter was able to sort of just deal with it. Not only that, he had to deal with the studios back then. A lot of crazy stuff happened. Yeah. You know, Escape from New York, Big Trouble in Little China. So he really was able to, to pull a lot of things off. And he was an inspiration to like a lot of people. Yeah. yeah, he's one of those directors like like with Martin Scorsese and with um, 
uh, what are we talking about? Quentin Tarantino? Yeah. Like, she was in that same actor in his movies, yeah. right? But then he used Kurt Russell yes. in Escape from New York, The yes. Thing. Yes. Um, he also used him in uh, Big, Big Trouble, Trouble in China. China. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have a great actor and a great yes. director. Yes. It's kind of yeah, makes sense. Yeah. 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 Chemistry is important. Not only that, when you write with a certain archetype in mind and yeah. you just meet someone who fits that archetype awesome. so well, yeah. that's yeah. such a beautiful thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that that was a really cool thing to see from, from John Carter. <clears throat> All right, Buck. What was uh, your next one? I mean, I think one of the one movies you forgot on your list was they, they Live. They Live. Yeah, yeah have I, you ever seen that? I can by talk John about Carpenter? they. I can talk about They Live. My, my only concern. That's got to be like one of my favorite movies my, on his my list. My only concern about They Live was it's technically not one of his. It was it was a short story that was changed. And it, well, you don't complain about the talking in They Live, whatever. But <laughs> no, I'm, I mean, I was a big fan of uh, yes. Roddy Piper. Mm-hmm. So that's the reason I watched mm-hmm. it, and I didn't mm-hmm. realize that John Carpenter directed it. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be my second favorite movie from Carpenter. Well, I think They Live. That's like the precursor to The Matrix. Yeah, you know what I mean. Also, I think one movie that's way ahead of its time, like yeah. even now, is think, called yeah. uh, In the Mouth of Madness from 1995. Yep. And you also no, forgot Christine that he that Stephen King yeah, wrote that. Yeah, he yeah, also directed yeah. Well, too. I mean, I kind of wanted to me. He's the cre- okay. The, the creative but to me yeah I really enjoy yeah a lot of John Carpenter stuff The Fog yes well it was kind of that's Halloween. okay I, I <laughs> you know alright it was, it was it was the 1980s what do you want <laughs> <laughs> alright so next director um, this was really hard this was one of my last I had, I had trouble with uh, Paul Verhoeven Paul Verhoeven yeah. um, so Robocop Total Recall Basic Instinct Starship Troopers Hollow Man um, I saw most of these movies. Even L, he okay. did that. Two thousand sixteen. I saw that. I didn't know he even directed it. I watched it. Which one is L? I've never heard. So of that. L is basically a French movie uh-huh. that uh, it takes place. Uh, it's two thousand sixteen. Um, mm-hmm. It has to do with the uh, video games. Okay. Uh, so this lady is in charge of creating this video game, mm-hmm. and she's being stalked, harassed, okay. um, taken advantage of, right, mm-hmm. uh, by a, a mass intruder. Realizes that the mass intruder is her next door neighbor who's married. Mm. And so that was her, and so basically she realizes it, doesn't call the cops. He does the same thing again, right? Mm -hmm. The son of the lady who's doing this sees this intruder, right? But he likes to beat her up and then go at it with her, right? Right. Sexually. And so the son doesn't know that, kills him, right? Hits him over the head. But it's a really deceptive, kind of suspenseful movie. Mm -hmm. So Elle, I forget the main actress, she's a big time French actress, she's in Mm -hmm. it, but... um, Getting back to Paul Verhoeven, uh, Verhoeven, uh, Total Recall. I'm big on Schwarzenegger fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, movie, mm-hmm. beginning to end, great. Real Robocop, um, '87. Mm-hmm. That's with uh, uh, one of the movie? one of the interesting things is like Paul Verhoeven is like Danish or something. So you yeah, have to, something like that. So you have to wonder about him directing Arnold. Arnold, I wanted to do the film like this. No, I didn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> No, I wanted to do it this way. <laughs> Basic Instinct. Mm. Oh man, that was a big time blockbuster thriller yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Then Sharon Stone putting mm. her leg, you know, crossing mm. her leg mm. over and stuff kind yes. of thing. Yes, I didn't uh, need to replicate it. Oh, the camera's in here. <laughs> um, well, he also did uh, Showgirls, uh, which. Uh, yeah, he, played, <laughs> he edited the TV version, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no boobies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you watch Tire Open for a side boob in the TV version? Yes, uh, yes. You know, yeah. cut for TV. Um, yeah, Hollow Man. Um, that was the kind of movie that was out of left field. Um, yeah, Hollow Man was... Uh, 
Hollow Man yeah. you seen that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I had it on DVD. It's been it's been a while, but yeah. Yeah, I was I was young when I mm-hmm. watched that. So with these movies, you see these lists. So you have kind of fantasy type movies, right? Mm-hmm. Total Recall, mm-hmm. Mars, mm-hmm. Um, Robocop, a futuristic kind of, you know. Detroit. Yeah, Detroit. Yeah. Where it's like, it's like it's not futuristic, but it seems like it, but it's in the 1980s. Yeah. And um, what did you see? Uh, Starship Troopers. Okay. Futuristic fantasy, right? Yeah, so he's a pretty good. Yeah. I mean, what he's pretty good with mm-hmm. a futuristic fantasy kind of concept. Hollow yeah. Man. Well, that's like a this, futuristic kind of. But I think to me, Total Recall, Robocop, and Starship Troopers, a lot of people consider that a trilogy. Yeah. Because a lot, those films are very satirical. Right. Robocop, like, when there's a family going, oh, kids, we're going to play a game, it's called Nukem. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that was, that was sort of the era. Because it was him as a European not understanding America. And that, like, he, he even said, like, Robocop is an American version of Jesus. <laughs> Like the idea of killing, getting right, killed, right. And coming back to life, but yeah. with a vengeance in a Clint Eastwood kind yeah, of way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So that was sort of his weird version of. And Starship Troopers is well, he even said it was kind of it was sort of his version of what would it be like if you like saw the Hitler Youth from like a as a person growing up in Germany. Like it was everything's supposed to be satirical. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was it was talking about the uh, social movements kind of. Yeah. Thing. And like with Basic Instinct, it's one of those first movies where it's like American actors in there. You know, you know, you're like you know, Robocop, mm-hmm. the lead actor was an American. Mm-hmm. Total Recall, Arnold Schwarzenegger with that accent, not mm-hmm. American. And Basic Instinct, you have like American actors, and you have um, it's more of a, a story to it, more of like a you know, like well, yeah, what's going on behind the shadows yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of thing. That's you know, Esther House is the yeah. character's name. Yes, um, you might you might want you might want to look into Esther House. Yes, yeah. So he was on my list uh, as the. Uh, yes. Nice. Very, nice. very cool. Nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, the, the one thing people complain about Starship Troopers because, like, the novel is, and the movie are two totally different oh, things. Oh, yeah. But you read the actual novel. Like, I thought it was going to be about, like, shoot them up, shoot the bugs, da da yeah. And it's about, dude, man, what if only the military could vote, man? Like, it was just, it was just <laughs> like, like a whole thing oh, about. Because technically, I mean, aliens might be a better Starship Troopers than Starship Troopers. Okay. Just little things, little yeah. things about like, like the women were better pilots. Because to be a citizen, you have to do two years in the military, kind of like an Israel kind of thing, where yeah. everyone had to do yeah. two years. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. So that you see Starship Troopers, right? Yeah. So yeah. He went off to do that. Um, you know, um, his parents tell him not to, kind of thing. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's kind of like. You know, us, yeah, like yeah. the bugs are the villain, yeah. but uh, they're on a different planet, so let's go fight them, even though they're not anywhere near us. Yeah. Right? Right. I mean, yeah. uh, it's like kind of crazy where, like, nowadays we're in war, we're fighting somewhere that's not on our back, it's not on our shores, mm-hmm. but we're fighting somewhere other part of the world. Yeah. That's kind of like, kind of well, that's telling, you know, like. Of, a lot of people have a lot of different theories. Like, they think that. The attack in Starship Troopers was a false flag or whatever. People yeah. get people get really into it. Really? Yes. <laughs> so I, I don't I don't know, but it's, <laughs> it is something that to consider. But I think like as people talk about like the military membership thing, some people are like, nah, dude. Like, can you imagine the military benefits would totally suck if everyone if that had to be that way? And so it's it's very interesting. You know, that's that's the cool thing about sci-fi is it really thing talks about values. I would love the healthcare from Starship Troopers. You ever seen the part when you have people losing legs and stuff? Yes. And we can rebuild you in these yes. tanks. Yes. Oh man. Uh, 
Well, it's 100 years from now when you have yeah, stuff like that? I would, I would rather see Buck be rebuilt as Robocop. But, <laughs> you know, <it's>... <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> come with me, dead or alive. No, it's, it's dead or alive, you're coming with me. Dead or alive, you're coming with me. All right. Aaron, did you have a, a number one? Yeah, so number three, Quentin Tarantino. Ah, very good. So this guy is just a student of the game. Mm-hmm. Literally, like, mm-hmm. working in a basically like a blockbuster yeah watching the every <laughs> watching every movie in there and you could just see he pulled a lot of influences and he's not scared to wear them it, you know he's not scared to show them and pay homage to them um like i said uh um top five movies reservoir dogs uh i love death proof we talked about that um kill bill one i love a lot kill bill two Kill Bill 2, I feel the same way about <laughs> that you feel about Reservoir Dogs. Too much dialogue. Um, Pulp Fiction is amazing. Mm-hmm. I like how it's cut up mm-hmm. into different ways, and you got to kind of puzzle the, that story together yes. your own way. Yes. Which is, it's only one way to do it, but yes. it's still, it, it keeps your interest because you're watching this scattered story yes. and placing it to where it makes sense. Yeah. Um, Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown. I on. think that's his it, greatest one. It's gr- it's so good. And yeah. the, and then watching the the how they take the money from <laughs> how they get they they basically steal uh, Samuel Jackson's money mm-hmm. and and dodge the cops all in mm-hmm. one in the mm-hmm. Delamo Mall mm-hmm. during that time. Yeah. Which was who, the biggest moment. Who was the main actress in that? Uh, Jackie Brown. Uh, Pam Yeah. 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 But it's cool how he shows the perspective. Like she's freaking out, and they're doing the yes. 360. Yeah. Whereas they see him from another angle. It's just such it, an amazing. It's like what? It's like four different ones. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I'm, well, I might well, be exaggerating, yeah. but it's like three for sure. Yeah, yeah. So because you're looking at uh, mm-hmm. you're looking at Robert De Niro's perspective. Mm-hmm. You're looking at mm-hmm. hers. Mm-hmm. You're looking at the cops. Mm-hmm. The the one that was helping her. Yes. The uh, one that ended up taking one. the money at the end. Yeah. It's 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 very well. Oh my god! Is that the movie where she ends up with the money at the end? Yeah, the, like yeah. the mall and stuff like yes. that. Yes, it's yeah, I think I saw someone else. I do feel like Tarantino's career might have been different if the film might have been better. Like I feel like sometimes he feels obligated to be him yeah. after because Jackie Brown. It seemed like he was going into more Scorsese territory. Yeah, but then later, you know, because he did have a seven-year absence and then he did Kill Bill. Yeah, so I do wonder. Because it, it did seem like he was going somewhere more serious. See, and that's what I was. That's what I was wondering too. Because when I was looking at documentaries and stuff like that, mm-hmm. Jackie Brown didn't do well. Yeah. So that I think I that kind of messed with him a little bit. Yeah. Where he needed to make a box. Well, office. yeah, he needed to make a hit, and yeah. it kind of became. And that became a cult classic, but it, yeah, but he had to go back to being this sort of yeah, like high stylized. Like everyone has a theory that. Everything after Jackie Brown are just movies that take place in the Pulp Fiction universe. Yeah, because like Kill Bill is technically could be Fox Force Five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, you know yeah, I mean? that that story that she talks about. And what? like in Glorious Bastards, yeah. that just would make more sense. Right, right. Like a, or or they take place in a world where they killed Hitler in a movie theater. I don't it, know. They even he they, did direct that, right? Yeah, 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 he did. He did. Okay. And it, they also have like weird references when you look at Death Proof. Yes. Like the car with yes. the same color as uh-huh. the the uh, the Kill Bill uh-huh. suit that she wore. Yeah. The keys 
I mean, or the it was something in there that said pussy wagon just like on mm-hmm. Kill Bill. Yeah, like there was a lot of like he was kind of throwing I think Easter he got a little too carried away with the Easter I don't know like with Death Proof what I would love I don't I don't know if you're into like 70s Italian like it's there's a lot of references to Italian horror movies in Death Proof okay but when you watch Italian horror films they're very slow paced they're yeah. just like I could never even if I think it's cool I know I would feel embarrassed showing it to someone right 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 I would just love if he made something that was like an Italian horror film, but like more of a, a modern pacing. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Death Proof could have been that. He basically did. But he it, went all the way for but it. But it got lost because he said, oh, well, it's a, a movie, a slasher movie, but the the uh, it's not a knife, it's a car. But all that other stuff kind of... It kind of went, became something else. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like it's like making a, a song and you just add extra things, yeah. and it just becomes something else. I think he was. I think he wasn't going completely how he would have went anyways, too, mm-hmm. because he didn't. That movie come out with another movie. It was with Planet Terror. Yeah, it was, it was with yeah. the Grindhouse. That right. whole yeah. So they were doing like a. They both was like experimenting crazy with they like the same were. actors but different. But, but wasn't Planet Terror like uh, Rich Rodriguez? Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, 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 Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. They both kind of like came together. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So when, like if you bought the DVD during that time mm. or if you went to go see it, you was basically going to see both. Both movies. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I do think <clears> that that was one of the things that I love about John Carpenter is that John Carpenter would have made it an actual like he wouldn't have gotten too caught up in it's an exploitation film. Yeah. He would have tried to make it the, still a story, right. Just with all those elements, right. all those elements could exist. It just could have been more crafted a little bit more out. Yeah. Because I I, did, I, did, I do feel like there's something missing from those movies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Go. I I do like that. There is like weird. I do like some of the Easter egg things, though, mm-hmm. like as far as like, okay, like let's go to Reservoir Dogs when they're having a the conversation in the car. Yeah. And they're basically having a conversation about black exploitation films and mm-hmm. who was that hot chick that mm-hmm. was in that, and it's Pam Greer. Mm-hmm. And then Pam Greer ends up being yeah, yeah, yeah. Jackie Brown. And then yeah. Jackie Brown is like a play on Foxy Brown. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I like all that little stuff uh-huh. that he got, those nuances that he put in. Yeah. But it's, it's, uh, I get what you're saying. Sometimes he could go a little too far. And that's, I can understand, like, to me, he has duds. Like he has movies that I can't watch again. To which, which ones? Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe because I'm black. I I, I, I don't um, like Django like that. Okay. Uh, what about like, the the hate plate? I, that was slow. I mean, Real I, slow. I mean, I didn't like Reservoir Dogs as much, but I liked his plate better than Reservoir Dogs. I mean, really? I mean, like that really? similar talking wise and stuff. Hmm. You know, like similar you know, similar dialogue, right? <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> I'm shocked. Well, now they got okay. similar dialogue when they talk a lot of character development. It's like, you know, you don't know who these characters are, right? They could be anyone. They could be a killer. They could be mm-hmm. this person, this, this, this. They're looking yeah. for someone, right? They're all held up in a lodge. It's kind of like, uh, like an old school movie where, uh, kind of like the game Clue. You know, who killed who? You know, who did this? Yeah. Who did that? And so you got Samuel L. Jackson. You got uh, Kurt Russell. Uh, Chain Tatum's in there for a little bit. Uh, I forget that there's a lot of actors and stuff, but. Uh, Got some shooting. You got you, you kind of get some self resolved, mm-hmm. um, and uh, some stuff you still don't know about. You know, like with Samuel L. Jackson yeah. character. You know, with the, uh, talking to um, who's the guy that ends up uh, uh, killing uh, John Wayne in the uh, um, that movie with with a, with a voice. Uh, Wait, which one? You know, do you know that John Wayne movie where he takes in all those teenagers, all those kids and stuff, and he John cried, Wayne movie. Yeah, he, he teaches them to be men. Because the guy that kills John Wayne in that movie is 
like the uh, um, general and uh, like, like the Confederate general. So he's held up in that lodge. So Samuel Jackson basically I tells him, I, I killed your I son. I see the face, but I don't know that. Yeah, yeah I was going to probably get that actor. Because basically he killed John Wayne in one of his early 70s movies that yeah. he did. So basically Samuel Jackson's telling him, I killed your son. You know? Mm-hmm. But you don't know that he killed his son, but mm-hmm. you just know that the son died. Right. And so he was trying to get some information from the, the actor who played the general of the Confederate Army. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just really, I like that movie. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. a big Quentin Tarantino fan, but mm-hmm. I mean, I have respect for him. And now just one of the movies that, that he did recently, what, three years ago that I liked, yeah, and it, yeah. was, it was pretty cool. One of the things about Tarantino, though, and I think it's kind of a, a statement on, like, how, like, there aren't any secrets anymore. Yeah. Like, you can Google things now, and there's also just a lot more stuff. Yeah. You know? Because um, James Cameron did a whole thing where he read every single thing of the UCLA archives about filmmaking. You would you will burn yourself out if you do that. Yeah. Nowadays, you yeah. know what I mean? Because I thought, wouldn't it be cool if you were like Tarantino, but you did other things, but that, that's right. not going to work. Right. And I think that and I think like the world became more serious. Because mm-hmm. a movie like Inglourious Bastards, he wanted to make like a World War II movie from yeah. the 70s. Yeah. But in a post-Saving Private Ryan world, you can't really do that. Yeah, that was another one that was like slow. For I think that's kind of why he wanted to kill Hitler. Like, it's like, oh, I because he wanted to go back to... He wanted to make it an exploitation film, yeah. But he couldn't do that, and he, you know, and Harvey Weinstein was producing at the time, and Harvey wanted to go to Cannes to promote it, and so I think that's where he had all these stylistic issues, yeah. Okay, where so, he couldn't be what he wanted to be. So it was Bruce Stern who played the general, ah, okay. and he also okay. had uh, 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 Tim Roth was also in the movie from yes. Reservoir Dogs was in the uh, oh, yeah. Blade. Yeah, he used him a lot. Yeah, yeah. and he had yeah. uh, Walton Goggins. <clears throat> Who was uh, in the uh, the Predators movie? Mm-hmm. They thought he looked too much like Bill Paxton, so he didn't want him to play the Bill Paxton role okay. in the Predators movie. Yeah, man, very good. Nice stuff. Nice. Stuff. <clears throat> um, also, um, a lot of people aren't a big fan of Natural Born Killers. I liked the, I, I liked it, <laughs> and he okay. wrote that. Yeah, he didn't direct it. Well, he didn't, and he like, hated it. I he think didn't he like, didn't like it. But did you hear the story about what made him get over Natural Born Killers? What What was that? No. He was he was in an elevator and he saw a Johnny Cash and Johnny Cash goes, Hey Quentin, I really love that natural born killers movie. Yes. So I have this eternal image in my head of Johnny Cash watching <laughs> Natural Born Killers going, I love Quentin's movies. <laughs> oh my god. And you know his crazy yeah. like, his content and shit. Oh my god. But I think in a weird way Johnny Cash is a role model for how you want to be Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. like I want to be able to work with Rick Rubin or whoever yeah. the, the equivalent yeah. of Rick Rubin is at didn't, the time and didn't care, man. Do stuff like that. So that was that's pretty cool. <clears throat> yeah. So that's uh that's my three. Okay, very cool. So my next director was going to be uh, Walter Hill. He did uh The Driver, he did The Warriors. Mm. There's even a movie called Streets of Fire he did that didn't do well. Um, another one called Southern Comfort. To me, in terms of archetypes, he's also like He's a big screenwriter kind of guy. He wrote the script for Alien, and he just sees everything as a western, like an American. To him, American cinema is a western, and it doesn't mean cowboys and Indians. It means a guy versus society. Yeah. And you really see that through his films. Right. Um, you know, if you look at a movie like The Warriors, where they're you know in yeah. that gang in Coney Island and they got to deal with everybody by themselves, it's about them versus society, but right. not in like a cheesy way, but in you know a, a brutal. Mm-hmm. you know kind of way and he has Great his own way. style mm-hmm. to, to things and 
a movie like Drive took a lot from this other movie they called The Driver, mm -hmm. which is about a similar story, Getaway Driver. You right. only know him by, everyone in the movie just has their titles. Right. One guy's the driver, one guy's the cop, and that's all they are. Just little stylistic things that, yes. are, that are really cool. And to me, he really does, you know, the character nuance, a, a lot of things are, are done well with uh, Walter Hill. Dope, man. Dope. Walter Hill, he's a great director. Mm -hmm. um, you, know how hard, you know how hard it is to find Streets of Fire on Blu-ray? <laughs> I, I think I it was going on auction for forty bucks. Wow. I had to I had to get that on Blu-ray. I did not pay forty bucks. bucks. It was a present, uh -huh. a Christmas present. I love Streets of Fire. Okay. Michael Pear. Um, mm -hmm. You have uh, uh, shit. Uh, you know Judge Dredd. Judge Dredd. Judge Dredd the movie. Uh, yeah. Sylvester Stallone's um, yeah. uh, partner, Judge Her Hershey. Rob Who's Hershey again? Schneider. No, the girl Hershey. No, I don't remember. But she was in there. Um, you got Red Heat. Yes. Oh man, oh, I was watching yeah. her. <laughs> Jim, uh, Jim Belushi. Oh, I mean uh, James Bel uh, uh, James Belushi. Oh, tag team. I got that on Blu-ray too. Mm -hmm. Oh man, great movie. <laughs> uh, what else you got in here? You got uh, Last Man Standing, Bruce Willis. Yes. Mm. Oh you man. Talk about that the other day. Prohibition, a gunslinging movie. Yeah, yeah. People killing yeah. people. Oh man. Yeah. Pay, uh, man for hire. Uh -huh. Oh man, you got Forty Eight Hours. Uh, this 48 is a great director. I wanted him. I wanted him on my list. I knew he was on Warren's. That's okay. Um, I mean, one of the last ones didn't do very well was Bullet to the Head. Uh, mm -hmm. Special Sloan. Mm -hmm. What a great director. That was but, a nice pick one. Yeah, mm -hmm. Great pick. Great mm -hmm. pick. So did you have another one, Buck? Or? Yeah, yeah. Um, so my, one of my next lists is going to be uh, Brian De Palma. Mm -hmm. um, so I had no idea he directed Blowout. I saw that when I was growing up. So basically that is uh, you have uh, John Travolta. You have uh, Nancy Allen. Nancy Allen was probably best known as... Uh, Robocop sidekick partner. Mm -hmm. um, you have uh, a crazy uh, John Lithgow. Okay. And so um, basically has to do with corruption, um, politics, the porn industry. Yeah. Because basically he plays as, as a sound editor. So he needs that sex, that sound, right? That, ah, you know, that, yeah. you know, that sound, right? <laughs> and so he gets that sound at the end. Do it again. You know, ah, ah, okay. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm, I'm doing the audio on this. <laughs> So he gets that sound from a killing at the end when John Lithgow when he kills Nancy Allen. He gets that uh, that, that 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 sound he needs in the in the in the movies, you okay. know. Um, great great director. That was one of those movies I saw. I like John Travolta, so I saw this. I didn't know that he directed it. Mm -hmm. I know they directed Carrie. I loved that movie. Um, John Travolta was like one of his first roles was in that movie. Mm. Um, and so you got Scarface. Oh man, I didn't really see it all the way through until I was a teenager. Oh man, and then just the way he shot that movie, I knew it was uh, written by Oliver Stone, but Scarface, Tony Montana, oh man, <laughs> anyone been. will recite that yeah, movie, uh, oh man. Oliver Stone totally stoned on this, I'm like, no, he's doing coke. Yeah, I guess he was, yeah, I guess the, the Miami in the 80s in the coke, he was trying yeah, to, yeah, he was like a journalist uh, trying to investigate that. Oh yeah, a journalist. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. Somebody, who, who was on the field? Oliver Stone was doing coke while writing Scarface. <laughs> I mean, you have to get a little dirty when you're doing the writing, right? <laughs> Hey, I mean, like when you're undercover cops, like when you're undercover cop, you have to <laughs> no, test the product. <laughs> so he has to test the product, when he oh. has to write about it. I mean, you have to do the drugs to be writing but, about but it. In right? a weird, in a weird way, <laughs> that is amazing. That is, that is, that could be a missing element to a lot of stuff lately. I don't know. Hey. I mean, if you got to write a movie about weed, you got to do it, uh, right? Hey. You know what I'm saying? You got to write movies well, about these. You know, it could be, yeah. it could be more accurate. I see what you. So he also did the, <laughs> you did the Untouchables. Yes. Oh man, that, that scene that with Robert too. De Niro's oh, Al Capone with yeah. the baseball bat. Yeah, oh man, yeah. epic scene. Definitely. Yeah. Um, uh, you have his. Uh, he did Raising Cane. 
Carlito's Way. Oh, that's, Carlito's that's Way. Yeah. yeah, that's another one, man. Carlito's Way, great movie, man. Um, so you teamed with Al Pacino again? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Um, you got Mission Impossible. Yeah, yeah, Tom Cruise's first movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Carlito's Way was a great movie. That came out in 93, um, 10 years after Scarface. Um, it has kind of like the same elements and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the ending clearly was way. Oh, that was epic, man! Oh, that man. train scene. Yeah. Billy Bronco. Oh man, we were trying to get away with the drill. Oh man, <laughs> Benny Bronco from the Bronx. Yeah, and he did uh, Casualties of War, ladies movie. Oh, that's the that's the Michael J. Fox movie I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. Casualties of War. And then I don't know one of his late late. I mean, he did Snake Eyes with Nicolas Cage late eighty late nineties ninety eight. Okay. But he hasn't done anything lately as of late. But mm-hmm. that was maybe that was his last big movie. You know, mm-hmm. Nicolas Cage. Oh, Snake Eyes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that. Brian De Palma, he was a, he was a no-brainer. He was easily in my top three. Mm-hmm. Um, great director, um, great storytelling. Everything kind of fits what he does. You know, he mm-hmm. takes Scarface. I knew that took like extra two, at least two months or something like that, right? Because okay. it was slow shots. He wanted to get everything perfectly, right? right, right. Um, <clears throat> great attention to detail. Uh, he did Body Double, um, Wise Guys. Um, but yeah, man, he has a really good um, movie category. Um, you, you watch any one of his movies, you'll come away impressed. Um, so I take it that Martin Scorsese and him were kind of rivaling each other at a certain um, point. It sounds like they're in the same. It does era. sound like they're in the same game. I know De Palma was really into Hitchcock. I think Body Double was like a remake of a Hitchcock film. Yeah, that came out in '84. But Hitchcock hated Brian De Palma and it really <laughs> messed with him. Yeah, Hitchcock like, was still alive then. Yeah, it was like like in the in the late it was like in the earlier late '70s, and it goes no. Alfred, this is an homage. He goes, no, that's a fromage. That's what it is. Damn. That's what he said. Like he didn't like the Palma. Damn, that's it, messed up. It was crazy. <laughs> and, and you can tell because you know you <laughs> you live your entire life knowing that your hero hates you. That's kind of you know. Yeah. So I think the Palma can be a bitter guy from time to time. Because the way he filmed Scarface. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's if Scarface wasn't a part of his movie, mm-hmm. I don't think I would have put him in my top five. Mm-hmm. But just the way that was filmed. The slow moving, yeah. everything that was taken account of. Mm-hmm. Oh man! He also, then, he also did the Fury, right? And Carrie. Yeah, he did that yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen the Fury? Um, not had no, I'm not. I think you'll enjoy it. The Fury. You talking about the one with uh? And this came out like before. I think this came out like two years after Carrie. This came out seven years. Two years after Carrie. Yeah, basically, it's like Carrie, but it's hot, like they they went crazier. Oh, okay. Okay. There's basically the movie. There's the ending scene. It's yeah. like one of the greatest ending scenes of all time. Okay. Like the the build the movie can be kind of boring, <clears throat> but the ending scene's phenomenal. Yeah, 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 it's it was Scanners before Scanners. If you've seen okay. Scanners, okay, yeah, yeah. So oh, it was nice. crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Scanners came out in eighty one. So yeah, yeah, about yeah, three yeah. years yeah. early so, on that. That was that was really well done. Okay, so number two, Christopher Nolan, mm. and this dude right here. I his mind. I think he's probably the smartest dude on this list. The great visionary. Everything that he does is so complex. It's like yes, I, I like I watch I watch Inception all the time, Interstellar all the time. I still can't completely yeah. like sit here and tell yeah. you everything, break it down like yeah. completely. It's just mind blown. Yeah, it's so much going on. Yeah, uh, Memento. Uh, you need visual aids for Memento. Yeah, yeah and and <laughs> it's like that movie when I first watched it. Mm-hmm. 
just knowing that this movie's going backwards. It was weird though, because when you first watch it, you get annoyed. You're like, oh my god, we're going backwards. <laughs> what is Memento again? Is that where the guy kind of loses his yeah, he, what's going on? He, like, he lost, like, he lost like completely. Right? Yeah, he lost his. But memory. it goes like imagine if we start talking now and then we go back to like ten minutes before. Yes, yeah. isn't that when the uh, the main actor was Guy Pierce? Yes. Yes. yes, yes, yes. It's it's it. I can see how it could be annoying, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. it is it is incredible mm-hmm. when you actually see the the end result. It's like oh my yes. god. This dude, like, he's been losing it this whole time. Like, cause you're, you're pretty much looking at. It it kind of reminds me of us in a way, at mm-hmm. where like, you're looking at when you see it at the end, you're like, have I been looking at the bad guy the whole time? <laughs> I the good like, this is the good. Yeah. This is the good. This this is not the good person. This yeah. is the bad guy. Mm-hmm. We were watching the story from the bad guy. But then it makes certain things you notice. Like, wait a minute. Yeah. The, the shadow, like, yeah, the, yeah. oh, wait a minute, yeah. yeah, okay. And like, he's like making up this whole story in his yeah. head of another patient, but that patient is actually him, yeah. Like, he's telling this whole it's 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 it just it, well, give, given his purpose in life, kind of, a, yeah, you know. Uh, what was that movie? That what was that movie they did with uh, uh, I think it had to do with like tricks, like uh, um, the prestige. So, was that, did he do that? Yes, okay, yeah. Dope movie, uh, Insomnia with a uh, um, Pacino, right? Yeah, Al Pacino yeah, yeah, yeah. and and um, 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 uh, who's the, the comedic actor who's dead now? Um, he had like Parkinson's. No, no. Who was uh, that? Or what do you no, have? he killed himself. Um, Robin Williams. Robin yeah, Williams. yeah. Robin Williams. Yeah, what, what do you have? He did have Parkinson's, but he yeah. Did? I, oh, I'm sorry. Well, no, that was that was a theory. Okay. Like it was one of those. He was slowly developing it. And, yeah, yeah. I think I caught the end of that, but I didn't see the. So he's a really good director. Great, no great movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then. Probably the best uh, Batman's we're ever gonna see. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> he, yeah. Seems, he just completely. Well, I, you know, you gotta cherish those movies that they happened. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like amazing. That's the only reason why I know Chris Nolan's from Dark Knight. Yeah, movie, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. Dark Knight. Like, when you have a big movie back. like that, you kind of get to choose what kind of movies mm-hmm. you want to do next. Mm-hmm. When you had a big blockbuster, you say, "Oh, I want to do this kind of movie. But I want to do that kind of movie." That's the dope thing about him is that he. Because I found out about him through Dark Knight too, right? Yeah. And then, but he has such a, a big catalog that yeah. when you go back, yeah, you're like, damn, he made he's been making great movies and like then, this. And then one of his last yes. movies was what Dunkirk he did. Yeah, Dunkirk. Uh, the, uh, the British mm-hmm. was yeah. going on with the British mm-hmm. in World War Two and stuff. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. So this dude, uh, incredible uh, mind, uh, psychological, yeah, yeah. Interstellar, yeah. like I said, one that's like the the perception of time. Yes, it you know being somewhere for five minutes, but it's you know, mm-hmm. twenty years. Yeah. When and like what Peter uh, Combs said, right? Mind fucked, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much for real. It is, it's like that. So uh, that's you know, that's my guy. Very cool. Very cool. So um, my, I think it was my last one on the list was uh, Hitchcock. Hitchcock. So to me, yes. you know, just thinking about them in, in archetypes, Alfred Hitchcock, I accept it as the process. Yeah. You know, when you're when you're working on a podcast and you're struggling to make the editing right. Right. When you're working on color correction and you're having issues, when you're trying to get the things fitting the, the ratio range, when you look to Hitchcock and he's making movies in like the 20s or whatever, mm-hmm. it's something, there's something motivational about it. Right. And that's something I really appreciate. Like, you might not show Hitchcock to people, it's boring now, technically, whatever. You know, that's, a, that's okay. Yeah. For, <laughs> you know, it, there's only been 80 years of cinema. Yeah. But just, I think the core concepts of what he does with thrillers and, and things like that. I think they're very amazing, and I also think just the process, like how he would plan every single thing, it, and he would know beforehand 
Because you, you ever worked on a film shoot where the guy has no idea what he's doing, yeah. and you're like, yeah. oh my god, what the hell is this dude's deal? Yeah. Whereas with Hitchcock, everything's just planned out. Mate- not, I mean, it, there's little rooms for if you want to do nuanced things, right. but he planned things out in a way that were you know highly professional, and that's something you really look up to. Because to me, when I look at an artist, you know, you look at content, but sometimes you look at the process, right. you know. And I think Hitchcock's one of those artists where just you can accept him as the process, how he does things. It, it, it will be nobody on this list yes. without that guy. Definitely. And, and movies like Psycho or Like, mm-hmm. when you really look at that movie, mm-hmm. and when you think about the time, yeah. and you think about how that story being told in that time, that mm-hmm. had to freak everybody out when mm-hmm. they went to see it. Like, I... Yeah. This, you know, there's certain movies you wish you were in the movie theater just to have experienced <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, And that is like the beginning of that. Yes. He's like the beginning of that. Yes. So that's, man, I, that, uh, great. I, he, he's my honorable mention. I, mm-hmm. I really wanted to put him on, but mm-hmm. no, that's fine, it's fine. just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I was going off for <laughs> yeah, enjoyment. Yeah. So most good, he's, he paved the way. <clears throat> Do you have anybody else? Are you all good? Oh, my uh, honorable mentions? Yeah. Oh, you done? Oh, man, I haven't read him. You're done? Oh, uh, huh? You did all yours? Yeah, I believe so. No, you didn't even say anything about Clint Eastwood. Oh, he was on my top five. Oh, he wasn't on your top five? No, nah, that was just the movie. Oh, you had him written down? Yeah. Okay. But like, like going on with Tony Scott, uh-huh. like compare him to uh, McTiernan. Mm-hmm. And these guys had, you know, when you have a good movie, right? You yeah, big budget yeah. movie that like, mm-hmm. makes money. Mm-hmm. With that actor, you want to go back to the actor again. Tony Scott, who did he have? He had uh, Tom Cruise, right? Mm-hmm. So he went from Tom Cruise and Top Gun mm-hmm. back to him in Days of Thunder, right? Mm-hmm. You have John McTiernan, Predator, right? Mm-hmm. So he had Arnold Schwarzenegger, and then he went back to him last section, even though that didn't make very much money in theaters. Mm-hmm. Die Hard, right? Bruce Willis. Hey, yeah. let's make another Die Hard, right? Yeah. Let's bring back Bruce Willis. Um, <laughs> well, I don't want to introduce somebody else. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Tony Scott, right? So you had mm-hmm. Tom Cruise, right? Yeah. I was like, oh, hey, man, who, who, well, who's, who's big, right? Nicole Kidman was in Days of Thunder, right? Yeah. So it's basically the same cast as Days of Thunder, it's the same cast as Eyes Wide Shut. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have, um, you know, you know uh, Milk Chocolate, right? You got Denzel, right? So you have Denzel and uh, <laughs> yeah, Denzel and Deja Vu, right? Yeah, let's go back to him and uh, uh, a little bit of chocolate. I like that. <laughs> oh, I thought you said milk chocolate. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I said, yeah, so I said milk chocolate. You said yeah. milk chocolate. Yeah. I thought you said a little bit chocolate. You know, a little bit. Of chocolate. He's more than a little bit of chocolate. He's more than a little bit. <laughs> you got him in Deja Vu. You have him Jesus. in uh, <laughs> Unstoppable. <laughs> I believe it was in Crimson Tide too. Uh, this is a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! You can't go wrong with Will Smith and in your state. Um, yes. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Tony Scott, John McTiernan. Okay. You know when something works, you know formula, everything ends up going together, works really well. Mm-hmm. Kind of want the same screenwriters, kind of want the same actors, kind of the people that like the casting people. Well, too, I mean, there's a, there's a weird balance because you kind of want to gain experience with the people you're with, but you also want new blood. And yeah. then I think that's a battle, you know, some people just have to play around with. Mm-hmm. And I actually could segue out on that okay. by picking the person, this is my number one, mm-hmm. who used absolutely nobody <laughs> twice ever, Yes, Stanley Kubrick. Yes. <laughs> he used, he would not use, he didn't want any attachments to any actors. That's why he did a hundred takes, because yeah. it's like, yeah, we're not doing this again. We're because if we do 100, I'll never see you again. <laughs> see I would you. hate to be his editor. How would we? How many takes oh, away? It was, it was film, dude. Oh, yeah. my oh, God. Yeah. It was terrible, terrible. I bet the editor uh, quit up the first day dude. or something like that. And if you, I mean, 
think about if you look at movies like The Shining, and mm. you actually look at the behind the scenes stuff, like the way he would work up mm. uh, the main actress, I forget her name. Yeah. Uh, no disrespect to uh, her. Shelley Duvall? No. Sounds she was in she was in the um she was in The Shining. Yeah, she, she was. was. Okay, yeah, 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 okay. okay. So yes, he would purposely piss her off. Yeah. So that he could get those cry scenes. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. He would, yeah, you know, yeah. all this. He would. See, yeah. I don't even know if you could do that anymore. Especially yeah, now, because that would be kind of like, yeah, kind of be yeah. harassment, kind of like. Yeah. You, could, you, you probably could have got sued. Yeah. For that. Um, but he would do anything to get, you know, even with eyes wide shut. Mm-hmm. Um, Nicole, uh, Nicole okay. Kidman and and um and Cruise. Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. they both were together at the mm-hmm. time. But he would he would purposely make him not come to the set when uh, she would do uh, like sex scenes uh, or something like that, and he would have like he would get worried, so he yeah, actually would play the character yeah. that he was playing in that movie, yeah. uh, uh, Clockwork Orange. Like yeah. I said, top top five. Movie. Have you heard the story of Harvey Keitel and Eyes Wide Shut? No. Like originally, Harvey Keitel was supposed to be David Mamet, like the older guy. Yeah, yeah. But he did the scene where he had to open the door like ninety nine times. <laughs> <laughs> it was two days of filming, and Harvey just goes, "You're fucking crazy," and then he quit. Yeah, and they had to redo everything. God damn. Because yeah, he's he's like a super perfectionist. Um, but at the same time, how many more movies could he have made? Because Eyes Wide Shut like broke the record for like the longest freaking film ever, like four hundred days of shooting or something. Crazy, crazy. And not only that, like there's a scene uh, where he's walking in the the, the background. And it was projected on the screen. So I'm like, why did he... So he had to do 99 takes. Like, there's a scene where he's walking in New York. He's not actually walking in New York. Really? Yeah. Like, part of the, the nighttime oh, I got, scenes. I got it. <laughs> and, well, I notice it now after you people t- yeah. point it out to you. But, like, he had to do that 99 times. Like, what's the point of doing that? Well, we also know about that conspiracy theory. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a lot of things that got edited and edited out. That's what I hear, that but... Yeah, like I understand the orgy scene was kind of like the whatever, but I, I don't know. Like I don't, I don't want to make I don't want to make Kubrick cooler than he actually is, <laughs> like because it's based on some old short story about a guy who goes to a masquerade. And I think he just he just went with his Rothschild aesthetic. Yeah, and it just, it just yeah. worked really well. Yeah, because they always do weird. They always have weird parties where they like they like make baby cakes and they cut them up and they weird. They have like weird. Yeah, they got all these. Yeah. Yes, dress, I heard it. Dressing, I heard it. Up, dressing up with antlers on their heads mm-hmm. and, and Audrey Hepburn's there for some weird reason. I don't know why. Right, right. <laughs> Going back to the uh, the Shining and getting yes. Shelley Duvall mad. Yeah. So um, there's this movie called uh, A Decent Proposal. You guys familiar with it? With uh, I heard it. Demi Moore, Robert Redford. Yeah. Woody I Harrison think I've seen it. it. Basically, Robert Redford pays Demi Moore a million bucks, right, mm-hmm. to have have sex with her, right? And so what I'm getting to what I'm getting to is that the uh, there's a scene in the uh, restaurant. So they want the act the director. Wanted Demi more mad, wanted uh-huh. her pissed off, right? Uh-huh. So he basically paid the waiter to piss her off. Yeah. Because they did a couple of takes and stuff because they wanted her mad. Yeah. Guess you, the whole movie is basically Woody Harrelson and Demi Moore, the relationship after the million dollars mm. that Woody Harrelson pays, uh, that um, Robert Redford pays them. So it's like they were really close relationship wise and they're really apart. They try to get back together. And so that scene, they wanted them to really be apart. Right. Disagreement wise. So they yeah. basically paid the waiter to mm. piss her off so much mm. that she wanted to leave the set. Wow, yeah, that they, they had different and tactics. He, back the then. waiter was actually uh, a coworker that I worked with at Home Depot. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's dope. That's pretty cool. <laughs> and then um, uh, back to this uh, Full Metal Jacket. Yes. Like that's a very very great story about mm-hmm. the uh, 
Vietnam War mm-hmm. and um, how they viewed, you know, the, <laughs> the Vietnamese, it was kind of harsh, man. Yeah. And, and you know, how much in war you have to kind of, you don't know who you're getting shot at uh-huh. or, yeah. you know, who you you're know getting who shot you, by. You know who you're enemy. shooting at. Yeah. You don't know who the enemy is. It yeah. could be a kid. You know, and then yeah. you gotta take out a like. It was just really dark. Was this like society's viewpoint or well, the director's not only that, viewpoint? Like, I think it was interesting that the drill instructor tried to make him killers, and he gets yeah. killed. That and was, he ends that up was getting such killed. A, yeah. yeah, that was an interesting dynamic. Yeah, like the the the, the psychological damage that mm. was done to yes. that character. Yes, when he made the whole entire, you know, uh, excuse me, um, made the whole entire like troop. Yeah. Yeah, and they, no they all went over there and beat them up. You know, yeah. they filled the socks up with like oranges or something like that or something. Soap bars, I think. Oh, it was soap bars, yeah. right? Soap bars, and you know, he was bruised up, crying all night, and he woke up like a monster. No one could and be early Emery like early Emery on oh, that yeah. scene. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. And um, also, uh, you know, as far as directing styles and things never being the same again, uh, twenty one. Uh, uh, 2001 is a space odyssey. Space odyssey, yeah. That changed the way. I mean, there probably yeah. wouldn't be any Star Wars or anything like yeah, that without definitely. learning how that went. And a lot of people, you know, there's some conspiracies <laughs> with that when too. When you're so good, people have conspiracy theories. Yeah, that about you're, everything. You're, you're the actual moon landing guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he, he bought the moon landing. So, you know, that's that's so interesting that people yeah. took his work that seriously. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. everything that he did, even if it wasn't layered. He tricked you into yeah. thinking twice about everything that he does. Yeah. So, that's my number one. I love. Oh man, you know we forgot to Spartacus. Spartacus, yes. Little yeah. Lolita. Lolita. Oh man, with a yeah. little next door girl. Okay, oh, okay, okay. I, I, I don't like. I was Lolita. watching. I was watching <laughs> I don't like hold Lolita. on, I was watching Stuber yesterday, right? <laughs> and the theme song to Lolita pops up in the movie. I'm like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> Doctor Strange Love. Yes. Yes. Oh man. Mm-hmm. Well, to me, I told you a story about uh, the Napoleon Project that he never did, right? Yeah, 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 you did. And he, he like, read 500 books trying to research it, and he researched, he looked up almanacs because he wanted to replicate the weather for the battles. <laughs> <laughs> and then the movie never got made. It turned into Barry Lyndon. Oh, I was about to say, and Barry Lyndon yes. is even, uh, like, an excessive yes. film. Like, mm-hmm. the lighting was all natural, mm-hmm. so it's, like, because it wanted to millions of candles. Yeah. Because they wanted to be like, yeah, it's like it's actually yeah. in the 17th century or whatever. But it's yeah. the most beautifully. Yeah. Like if you watched it on this TV right now, like, it's probably it? the. It looks mm. like a moving painting. Yeah. The whole entire. Movie. It looks like the uh, the villain from uh, uh, Beverly Hills Cop was in this too, in the Barry Lyndon movie. Right. Stephen Burkoff. I gotta probably watch it if he's in there. <laughs> you, you will you will be bored. Ah, uh, yeah, you're gonna be bored. That's it's not one of those. Yeah, it's not a. Um, it's not like an action. No, or it's, or uh, it's not. It's a lot of talking and stuff. On this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yep. He, yeah. That's that's one of the, one of the uh, one of the wonderful things about Buck is that he's like a he's like a, a representation of the the American consumer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you go. Yeah, man. You gotta have my explosions. You know, I gotta have some yeah, sex yeah, scenes. You yeah. know, I gotta have something. Because sometimes you'll think about an idea like I need something to simulate. Watch this. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. I need something to simulate my mind. You know. Yeah. It's not explosions. It's not sex. It's gotta be some action. It's gotta be something. <laughs> I'm not mad at it. <laughs> did, you, did, you, did you ever watch Munich, Buck? Munich? Yeah, with Spielberg. Oh, uh, no, I have not. Okay, I was just wondering, because a guy, there's like an orgasm during an explosion. Oh, nah, man. Uh, <laughs> at the same time? <laughs> that's, the your, same. that's the problem. Oh, yeah, growing up, man, I'd be watching movies just look for the sex scenes, man. It's like, couldn't get on the internet. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah, of course. Back I mean. in the day. 
when y'all, when y'all brought up showgirls. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. showgirls used to be yes. like real scandalous, and yes. now it's like nothing. It doesn't oh, yeah, the, the, yeah. Uh, the, the uh, swimming pool scene, you got the yeah. uh, the strip club scene, <laughs> yeah. you got the... Look, yeah, yeah. yeah. Think, about, think about Paul Verhoeven directing the, the, the swimming pool scene. <laughs> okay, you're going to call me over. <laughs> Blair your arms right down like this. <laughs> I want you to sound like this. Ah, ah. <laughs> Flap your arms like a chicken. Oh, Make some bird noises. <laughs> Act all happy. Oh, man. The best orgasm of your life. <laughs> now, now cut. <laughs> cut. <laughs> we got to do this again. Action. <laughs> ah. Oh, Lord. Oh, my goodness. All right. What's so, that? do we have any uh, party thoughts? Any honorable mentions? Any? Uh... Yeah. I mean, do you have any? Yeah. 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 So, uh, Ivan Reitman. Um, everyone probably knows him as uh, uh, Ghostbusters, Stripes, Meatballs, um, Kindergarten Cop. Uh, the other one is uh, for uh, Francis Ford Coppola, best known for The Godfather, uh, Apocalypse of Now, The Outsiders. The other uh, Robert Zemeckis. Mm-hmm. See what else we got here? Sam Raimi, Michael Mann, Clint Eastwood, Captain Bigelow, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, F. Gary Gray, Peter Berg. Have you watched Stri- Stripes in a while? Yeah, I actually have it on DVD. I just saw it uh, about I think a couple weeks ago. Do you think that movie's aged well? Um, uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, you got uh, <laughs> you got like people who. Uh, or like nothing in society, and they, tr- you know, they just go. Well, hey, let's let's okay. kind of make ourselves. But there, there is like there is one scene. I'm like, yeah, you know what I'm talking about? The uh, no, like the one where it goes. Imagine if the Russians raped your sister, and then Harold Ramis is like, "You raped my sister," and I'm oh, like, "Oh no, I don't, I don't like, remember that." Part maybe that was the extended version, but I'm like, what? No, I just saw the TV version on the... Uh, uh, okay, because I was watching that. I'm like, what is... Uh, oh I have it on DVD, never saw it, but yeah. But, um, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's not realistic. You know, who's going to be part of the future? You know, the future's yeah, RV. Yeah, but RV. I don't... You know, there's just certain movies where they had different beliefs back then. I mean, teaching English to people who don't know English, and you're, the only English they know is shit. Fuck and uh, what was the other word? I, I don't remember. But oh, just, man. but just uh, the idea of having a, a scene where imagine if the Russians raped your sister. It's like you raped my sister. I'm like, what the? Fuck I, is I this? don't think you probably say that in today's society. No, no, not at all. And then, and then these. I people, mean, especially with this YouTube movement, I don't think they could have said that. But I, a couple years well, here's like the people, the, some people who participate in the movement try to point the finger at you. It's like, no, dude, you were in this movie. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's you oh, know. Man. Uh, what's your honorable mentions, Darren? Um, Any parting thoughts? Yeah, I, I really wish I had um, Clint Eastwood on there. Clint Eastwood, yeah. I I really like Clint Eastwood, <laughs> and yeah. I, what I like about Clint Eastwood is um, he has these, especially like recent his recent time, like mm-hmm. since Million Dollar Baby stuff, mm-hmm. these like really harsh reality <laughs> endings. You yeah, know, his endings yeah. Are yeah. Million Dollar Baby. Yeah, yeah, they're never like a happy end. It's never a happy ending. Yeah. It's like, okay, this is how life is. I think the only happy yeah. ending you did recently was what Invictus, about the the rugby team in South Africa, the true story. Oh, American yeah. Sniper wasn't a happy ending because no. of course the true story no. guy got killed. 
Did you guys ever seen the mule? I don't think that was yeah, that, happy. that one. That one wasn't happy. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't I, um, I never saw Jersey Boys, but uh, I don't know if that was happy ending. Well, Grand Torino, no. that was. Yeah. Grand Torino yeah. wasn't. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, was yeah Grand Torino. Oh, that was hard for me to watch. I was like, ooh. That was a, that it was, was a. It was. It was a great sacrifice, but it yeah, was it was like, a great film, but it was yeah. It was it, it's rough. like it, he makes movies that you really. They're so moody, uh-huh. unforgiving. Yeah, like, yes. you don't want to watch them over and over, but yeah, they're but they great. do stay with you. They yeah. stay with you. Yeah, they're in the back of your and mind. Because you can see somebody try to do the same thing and fail miserably. And yeah. like, well, Clint Eastwood did it. And I was like, no, no, you don't understand. <laughs> right, right. Because there's buildups. Right. To that, so yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I had no idea you direct Perfect Rich. That was a great yeah. movie. I, I had to buy it on DVD. Mm-hmm. Um, we did The Rookie also, and yeah, The Gauntlet, like I was saying. Yeah. Um, those are movies I've watched over and over again. But yeah, his latest stuff haven't been too happy. You know, it's more like on a, on a sadder tone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's. I've I've been a fan of the sadder tone. <laughs> and then, you know, lately, yeah. he's also been doing the um, like true stories. You know, like the true stories, the fifteen seventeen uh, Paris mm-hmm. American yeah. Sniper, mm-hmm. yeah. Jersey Boys is like a true story. Yeah. So yeah. he's J Edgar Huber. Yeah, so you're trying to do more of like the yes. like the true story movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, also, um, I mean, yeah, uh, Hitchcock. Um, also, um, I want to go. I, I like. Uh, I really like Spike Lee. Mm-hmm. Spike Lee did a, a lot of good movies. Uh, do the Right Thing is very uh, polarizing. You want pretty crazy? Inside Job. Inside Job. With all the, the twists and turns and stuff. Mm-hmm. You got yeah. Denzel and all. She's got to have it. She got to have it. Yeah. Jungle Fever. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a. a you know, movies that started a lot of people's careers. You ever yeah. seen Old Boy? It was a one? Japanese remake. Oh, it was a Korean remake. Or Korean? Of which one? So old basically, Boy. Old Boy is basically we have. Um, was uh, it Josh Brolin? Yeah, Josh Brolin. So basically, he he gets locked in the room for like twenty years, right? Mm. He gets out, so he wants to find out who took him in the room. So basically, his girl grows up without him. His wife, you know, yeah, he's twenty years in the same room, same food, same everything, right? He gets out, tries to find out what happened, who did this to me, kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh man, it's like is crazy. It, is it very simple? Like, have you seen the original? Because no. I've seen the original. I haven't seen the remake. I'm a, it kind of feels like a transporter movie, and you got like people trying to swing at you with axes and. Okay, and, but because uh, here's in the okay, like so is this the same messed up plot twist. I mean, there's a mess up at the end. You guys, yeah, are, the can end. tell you the plot at the end. No, no, no. Well, here's the thing. Oh. I've seen the original, but I don't know how much. Is so basically, he, he I don't. Was, you don't have to ruin it, but is it? I don't. I don't know. Well, you know what? Um, I, have, I have no idea. <laughs> He ends up getting it on with his daughter. Oh, that's my his goodness. daughter. Jesus. <laughs> and then they do it right, and then he oh. realizes afterward that they're related. So he basically leaves her. He basically leaves her alone, right? Because she was a, um, his daughter was played by uh, the, one of the sisters, the, the you know the girl from Full House, the daughter. So so basically they kept that part in yeah. the yeah. yeah. Oh, that's the part that you're talking about. Well, there's did he did he eat a squid raw just out of curiosity, like Probably. a live a live squid in the movie? Well, I don't know because he ate a live squid in the Korean one. That's not. Dude, it sucked though at the end because he went back to the same room. The, I, they, they got out of. They, did they do the same sequence where he's in the room for ten years and they show everything that happened in the world while he's in the room? Yeah, that was amazing. On the on the young um, because that's that's the stuff. one thing about like movies are like ten years later. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, look how much this changed. I mean, that was a very good, well directed yeah. Spike Lee movie. I haven't seen the original, but the mm-hmm. way he did it was very well. Mm-hmm. The, the ending that you know it was kind of a bummer, you know. Yeah, it was kind of like the way it began is the way it ended. Yeah, but um. I, there was a lot of controversy initially because before Josh Brolin and Spike Lee, it was like Will Smith wanted to do it. It's like, no, dude, you don't want to do this, want to do this project. And it yeah. You know, yeah. I, I just, it was, yeah, it's one of those movies. Because yeah. it was the, the girl from Avengers was in there. The uh, uh, telepathic girl, telekinetic, the girl with uh, uh, Elizabeth Olsen? Yep, that's her. She was the yeah. daughter. Okay. Oh, wow. 
If you want to see here on Globe, then that's the movie you want to watch. Right. Uh, not in that context. Yeah, come yeah, on, man. Man. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That note, <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> so, do you have any honorable mentions, Jerry? Um, uh, the Hughes brothers. Oh, the Hughes brothers, Minister yeah. Society. Minister okay. Society, Dead Presidents. Uh, okay. Really good movies. Uh, Dead Presidents uh-huh. almost tapped into my top five. Uh-huh. Um, also, um, you know, shout out John Singleton, just mm-hmm. passed away. Mm-hmm. Boys in the Hood, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Too Fast, Too Furious, uh, Poetic Justice, um, uh, Higher Learning. This goes on, mm-hmm. uh, even to now with Snowfall for a show. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, those are those are a lot of good guys that I probably would have put on my list. Okay, if I had you know enough space. Well, I mean, the <coughs> brothers like they had a huge like time then like because for they went from Men's Society to like from Hell, right? That was the no, one. They no, the next one was Dead Presidents. Okay, and then it was okay. I'm just trying to remember. So that and that's what we remember. We was talking about how budgets. Yeah. Like. Look at Menace, yeah. and then go and look at Dead Presidents, yeah. and it's like the budget. They just, you could tell they that mm-hmm. Menace did well because they yeah. just start giving them. Money. So we did yeah. that to the society, right? Yeah. Oh, that was a crazy ending. Oh man. Yeah. One of the sadder endings. That was that was a downer. Yeah. That one in Boys in the Hood. Oh, mm-hmm. Those are both like it's yeah. super realistic to the time yeah, mm-hmm. for that. You know, for African American. Yeah. You, you ever seen Get Hard with a uh, uh, little Kevin Hart? You said which one? Uh, Get Hard. Yes. Yeah. 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 Basically, he, he basically he takes that script from Boys in the Hood and says, "That's oh, yeah. what happened. That's why." I'm <laughs> yeah, when he was trying to get ready yeah. for jail. Yeah, you remember jail. <laughs> but that's the weird thing, though, Freaky. because like all those sad like depictions, like a lot of talented actors came from that. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's yeah. kind of a weird thing to, I don't know, like yeah. nowadays trying to do something. Like, you want it to be real. You don't want it to be kind of a... I don't know. It's hard to explain. No, I get what you're saying. Yeah. And everybody that played in those roles mm-hmm. right now yeah. would never do that again. Yeah. That's the weird thing. Yeah. Like, you'll never see Morris Chestnut. Yeah. You'll never see Cuba Gooding Jr. do yeah. that. You'll never see Ice Cube doing yeah. that stuff. Uh, Lorenz Tate. Mm-hmm. Like, these are huge... Uh, Neil Long. Like, mm-hmm. these are huge black actors and actresses. Oh, she that, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, mm-hmm. they... They, even though that made them, mm-hmm. that's it's like it has too much of a stigma on it. So it's like you, they kind of stay away from it. They don't want to produce things mm-hmm. like that. They don't yeah. want to write things like that. You, you see how far removed uh, uh, Ice Cube is, and he was yeah. in that world, for, like not yeah. for real, for real, for real. But it he was, knew enough. Yeah, he he knew enough where he could have wrote a million boys in the hood. Yeah, story. but instead he wants like, hey, that's make the hood funny. So Friday. You know okay. things like that. Yeah. F. Gary Gray. Oh, yeah. F. Gary Gray, mm-hmm. another great director. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So you know, it's just it's weird how that industry is and, and how you can get kind of t- tied into it too much, so you break away from it. But it's just like because something like Rosewood wouldn't be popular, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it's just, it's just a strange because I, I don't know Hollywood's not connected. There's something missing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a. Uh, because it's not depicting life. Like, it doesn't have to be the saddest thing in the world. Yeah. But, you know, just depict life. Well, you know it's, I mean? it's a weird era we're in right now. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. what is life? What is yeah. life right now for a young... Yeah. What is life right now for a young white kid or young uh-huh. black kid, right? Yeah. We, be, like, it's right now, it wouldn't be uh-huh. hanging out on the block like it was when Boys in the Hood was out. Yeah. It would be them playing on the PlayStation right now. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Or yeah. on their phone. So, 
Yeah. It, you kind of gotta. Because like the movies we're putting out now are like movies that that are like stuff that takes place in the seventies or eighties, like White Boy Rick, right? Yeah, they yeah. have, and you they have, have way way too many. Like you got Disney movies coming out, remakes. Yeah, you got yeah. superhero movies, right? Yeah. yeah. So nothing is a really original that's going on in this time period. But just yeah, yeah. I just want a, a taste of the zeitgeist. A taste of you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you look at a movie like Forrest Gump, and it just feels like all those decades ago. Yeah. Through. I just want something yeah, like that. That's but I just want something that's <clears throat> like that. But we can't. There's no way to do that because everyone is in their own little thing. Yeah. But maybe just take a little bit of it. Because uh, you can see, just you know, looking at the, looking at the metrics, mm-hmm. the only things that's going crazy. Mm-hmm. You you gotta put every superhero together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and yeah. It blows it out the way. It, it actually was a time, like you said, yeah. where. Titanic was the biggest movie in the yeah. world, and that was actually a realistic movie. Yeah. Now it has to be way past that. Yeah. It has to be fantasy. Like who gonna top yeah. Avatar? And now it's the Avengers. Yeah. I don't know. How are you gonna top Avengers? You gotta do another superhero movie. You, do it's, something. Not, it's not gonna be nothing just regular. I don't. I don't know what James Cameron. There's no way. I don't. Unless I don't know something about Avatar we don't know about yet. There's no way. How, yeah, how you, the way Avatar one ended, how are you gonna do? You know what I'm saying? Do a three or four like, more what movies. You, but what are you gonna do? That's gonna be the biggest grossing thing. Of I, I don't know what he's up to. Yeah, he's gonna fall flat. It's unfortunate because he hasn't directed anything since Avatar, right? No, but he's, I mean that was a mention. I mean, but that's enough money to. I mean, but, fall back for a while. I mean, basically everything he's needed to say, he said it. Because he did that one underwater movie, uh, cave, cave, uh, cave movie, uh, like 2010, 2011. That was pretty good. It was like 3D and underwater caves. What was it called? Aliens um, of the Deep. No, hang on one sec. Let's see what's called. Because I remember Aliens of the Deep. Something else with Bismarck. He just started going underwater after Titanic. He probably just wrote <laughs> really. He just was this water. <laughs> he just does a whole bunch of water stuff. Yeah. The same guy married with children. Apparently, the creator. Yeah. He went to his mailbox one day. They gave him a check of a hundred million dollars. Oh. Right, because it's syndication. They remade him in other countries, and he, all he does is marine biology stuff now. Jesus. He's all his money, his biology stuff, his <laughs> gear. Does anyone want to investigate underwater um, treasures? That's... He was a producer. It was called Sanctum. Sanctum. But it was like his baby. Because um, he was big into like, you know, like underwater travel and like finding something on Titanic. Wasn't he big into like submarines yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah, going yeah. underwater? Mm-hmm. Because like it's like another uh, universe down there. Yeah. So that was close to his heart too. He did Sanctum. He was a producer of that. He was okay. really close to the project. Okay. That's what Very I was good. getting at. Very good. So it looks like we're wrapping up here. Yep. So, Aaron, are you good on next week? I mean, Night of the Creeps and Monster Squad, is that something, do you, do you need, like, to borrow the DVD or anything? Or? Oh, no, just, uh, I'll, I'll find him. You'll find him? Yeah. Okay, okay. So next week, we're, next we're, week's we're going to do, well, I finally got Buck to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not hard, man, I got the website. Well, yeah, I, mean, no, I don't know, but, you, but you've been saying that you're going to watch this movie for, like, three months, and then, <laughs> and then he never watches it, but then he t- tells me about the Yogi Bear movie. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, boo boo! <laughs> hey, Yogi! So let's like, get us some what? picnic baskets. So I was like, you know what? Let's let's put it in the episode. Let's group them together. Just just get, yeah. get it, you know. Oh come on, man! How you, how you do this Yogi like that, you know? <laughs> hey, Yogi! Hey, boo boo! <laughs> let's get those picnic baskets. Yes. Oh my god. They're done with Ranger yeah, and this yes. crazy girlfriend. Because uh, both of them are good, like horror. Because yeah. you know some of the things. Buck likes to do were a little out there, so I'm like, let's let's start with these ones and we we'll go from there. Yeah. So the Monster Squad and what was the other one? Yeah, Night of the Creeps. Yeah, right. Night, Night of the Creeps, Creeps is like '80s right there. We go to like four uh, mm-hmm. John Carpenter type stuff yeah. going on. It is pretty good. But then after that, I want to do Us, and I also kind of want to do Eyes Wide Shut. Maybe more in detail. I don't know. Ooh, those are, that's yeah. So, so those, those, those four four eyes to watch Eyes Wide Shut. So. <laughs> 
You say what? Do I have to close my eyes and watch eyes while I shut? Okay, I'm open. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> 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 I, I did. Uh, you ever like have a separate idea that comes across another idea and they just merge well so yeah. together? Yeah. Like there's some crazy guy. He was like a cult leader in the '90s. <clears throat> he was like a. It was called Nuevians. It was like a kind of like a pseudo Farrakhan thing. He got arrested for child molestation. Oh, but like part of his whole thing was that he thought there was going to be underground people that were going to rise up underground and kill people. And I watched <laughs> Us, and it made the movie yeah. so much yeah. better. Yeah. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll probably cover that yeah. um, as that episode. So, but the, the next week's episode is going to be Monster Squad and Night of the Creeps. Okay. Just because I wanted to get Buck to watch it, and no, we got it we, covered. I mean, we'll I'm, probably, we'll I'm probably, excited. I'm excited. Because to me, here's the thing. Watching Monster Squad, I can't watch Stranger Things because Monster Squad is so well done. It's like the right. Goonies with Frankenstein and Dracula. Right. So it was just something I just wanted to talk about because yeah. it's something to go on there. I mean, the only people I knew that was underground, mm-hmm. you guys ever seen Alien from L.A., Kathy Ireland? There were actually aliens underground. I'm like, maybe that's where we got the idea from. No, that's not <laughs> where Jordan Peele <laughs> no, got no, the no, idea. Got yeah, but, this was in 1988, <laughs> no. back when she was still fine. After you watch, after you watch us, Jeff, you watch us? No, I've never seen that. Okay, yeah, yeah. after you watch it, go and look up. Because this was underground the, society. All his, uh, his cons- the conspiracies. Yes, Alien from LA. Like any, all the hidden layers of the movie. It's way past that. It's even yes. movies that actually show on the side. Yes. That yeah, because Chud. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Where it, that it was amazing. Yeah. yeah, he yeah. has. Oh, it's <laughs> written to yeah. a T. Yeah, it's just it's. I would, I would like to talk about it. Because there was actually just, aliens underground, and she was an alien, because she was uh, I'm human. And then she was also an illegal alien, because the okay, way she there, went down there's, there. There's no, like, aliens. <laughs> there's no aliens in this movie. Well, it's, it's very hard to explain yeah, yeah. us if you, you haven't have seen, seen us, yeah, you, you know. Yeah, because they're fighting themselves, right? Like, you it's the see. same, like, they're all cloned but, or something, right? <laughs> I saw a trailer, I was a creepy, like, if I saw another book, <laughs> I'd be like, what the heck am I looking at? <laughs> and we got to see one. <laughs> He's the actual <laughs> one. <laughs> hey, you only do one of me, man. That one's better, better be dead. And the shadow said, oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's hilarious. All right, so I think we're all, we're all good here. Yeah. I'm just going to time out.